He's a fucking singer, actor, and entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Mature Gamer Podcast. I'm Kev and with me as ever we've got Steve and Aidy. Hello everyone, you alright? Hello. And um, it's episode 13 and we're recording this on Friday the 13th. Spooky. Uh, should we be concerned? Especially as I have heard that episode 13 is usually when podcasts start to go tits up and everyone leaves. Where's Aidy gone? <laughs> Jesus, that wasn't even planned. <laughs> oh, Aidy. <laughs> Coming what? up, what do you want me to say? Just anything to know that you hadn't left. I said hello. It's all right. Coming up on this week's show, AD's going to tell us about whatever Dreamcast game he's been playing this week. Me and Steve went on a road trip. It was just like old times, out yeah. on the road at Gadget Show Live, playing lots of shiny new games. And Steve was doing strange connect dances. Um, we've got... Loads of loads more reasons why EA and Mass Effect are the devil and why you should boycott everything they stand for. Got some teasers for upcoming new titles and release dates and bits and pieces. As ever, the best game of all time competition as well. And we're going to give away some freebies. On top of that, I managed to fail my achievement and break a gnome. So what have you been playing this week then, AD? Um, I forgot. They were that good then. <laughs> no, I've been playing quite a bit more Saints Row the Third, which is very good. I think you got rid of yours too quick, mate. To be honest with you, yeah. um, it's picked up at a pace. One of the, I actually thought at some point I was getting quite close to having done all the side missions, and then I went and did more of the main quest, and then. It's unlocked another whole batch of side missions, one of which is called Escort. And this is one of the funniest things, well, one of the funniest side quests I've ever done in a video game. I thought, what is this going to be about? And I thought, knowing the sort of theme of the game, it's going to be involving some, you know, sort of uh, prostitutes of some sort that you're going to have to escort around the city. But no, it actually entails you um, driving around with a bloody great big tiger sat next to you in the car. (laughs) Makes sense. (laughs) How how did you not see that coming? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, just the title, really. Um, And what you've got got to do with this, you've got to drive the car really fast to keep the tiger happy. (laughs) (laughs) That's rule one of owning a tiger. Yeah, that's rule one. And occasionally it'll like twat you around the head with its big paw. <laughs> you can't start sliding all over the road and stuff. <laughs> so you've got to try and keep it going. And you've also got like a courage meter as well, which you've got to keep, keep in check. I've not actually failed on this yet, but I came really, really close to it. And the tiger was getting a bit irate with me. Um, but fortunately, the car that I had, I'd already got the nitro upgrade. So I was... <laughs> I'm tempted to go and buy this game now. I had it on a rental before, and but the combination of the of playing it in co-op, which I couldn't do on my rental, and having a tiger, 
I'm ten, it's only. I'm just having a look. It's only twenty quid on Amazon. I might take the plunge. Yeah, it, it was just insane. It, it, I don't know who thought of the concepts of it, but I was just sat there laughing my head off. I thought, I don't believe this. <laughs> um, and of course, like you've got you got the sort of easy, medium, and hard. I've not actually managed to do one of the hard ones yet. I've just done the easy and the medium. Uh, but I can imagine the hard one being quite tricky to do because, yeah, it gets quite excitable if you're not going fast enough. <laughs> I just That's love the way brilliant. it smacks you on the head. <laughs> you can see this big paw come out and the car starts swerving all over the road. It's brilliant. Um, so, yeah, that's... Uh... That's really sort of kicked into a much higher gear now. I've unlocked quite a bit of stuff in it as well. Um, the helicopters are a lot of fun because you've got the machine guns and rockets. And um, apparently, there's like a vertical takeoff and landing jet as well you can get. Um, so yeah, there's an there's an A10 tank buster aircraft. I don't know if you ever got that far into the game, but no, none of this sounds familiar. I think I perhaps did stop too soon. Yeah, there's 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 just loads absolutely loads it just seems to yeah i mean i thought at first god this game's unlocking really quick you know like weapons wise and stuff but um it, the unlocks you get for the weapons upgrading your weapons and as i say there's just there's so much to do is it quite a quite is it quite a coherent game like uh, it makes sense when you do stuff because it sounds like one acid trip to another. No, you don't know it's, what... it's, yeah. it's not got like a story, you know, like an interlocking storyline in the same degree as Grand Theft Auto. Um, but I actually think it works because of that. I mean, so far the quests that have been on have been more like mini games as well. Right. So the focus really is is a lot more on having fun. And if you fail the quest too, you're not having to replay vast reams of the story again. I know that was something that you didn't like about Grand Theft Auto. No. Um, you don't have to do that. You just click retry and you just straight away, you're back in it. You know, you're not having to mess about and start replaying, you know, sort of the last 10, 15 minutes of story just to get back to where you were. And consequently, the quests as well seem more snappy and to the point too. So there's more emphasis, I think, on having a laugh with the game and en- actually enjoying the mechanics of the game itself than um, trying to wade through a major storyline. There is like you know sort of a story there, but it's not it's not sort of vital or important if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I've been playing quite a bit. Of that. I think I'm up to about twenty hours into it now, and I've still got quite a bit to go in it. I think so. Yeah, it's well worth checking out, especially if you can get it for twenty quid. Mm. Um. Just give it a bit of a chance because it it does open up. It's kind of strange. You think you come into the end of the side quests and then you realise you know you've just not even scratched the surface. Um, I've played some more Uncharted three this week as well and got quite a way into that. I'm really enjoying it now. Um, Have you seen the sand yet? Well, that's the bit where I've just got up to now. That's like the next level. It's pretty um, sand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's awesome. Um, they they do a really good job making them games. I, I do hope there's more to come in the pipeline, but uh, yeah, that that is awesome. Really, really enjoyed it. Um, not really want to say too much because I don't want to give any sort of spoilers mm. away. But the 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 sort of bit which sort of shocked you a bit at the beginning, which I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Sort of 
kind of knew they'd walk away from that. <laughs> um, What's that face? I, I'm trying to remember, think what he's talking about, and I can't. It's, it's, a bit it's, like, it's not a spoiler if it's at the beginning, AD, surely. Well, I'm all right, then, if, if, if you say so. When, um, you know, Nathan Drake and his mate get shot in, the, in that, uh, outside that bar, that pub. Oh, yeah, that bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the sort of the resolution to that was as I expected. I mean, obviously, I knew it wasn't, the whole game wasn't going to be a flashback. So that was, that's been really good. I've been enjoying playing that. So I'm looking forward to carrying on with it, probably try and uh, get that finished this weekend sometime. Another PlayStation 3 game I've been playing is Need for Speed Shift 2. Um, that was a free download to PlayStation Plus subscribers. Um, it's not actually a bad game, I've got to say. Um, I probably would have paid about 15 quid for it. I, w- I wouldn't have paid full price for it. It's Because um, I'm not a huge Need for Speed fan. I used to be, but not in the direction that it's gone recently. Um, but it's really good. The graphics are really nice. There's a lot of nice effects and touches, like things splattering on the windscreen, like modern insects and stuff like that. You can have your traditional, you know, in-car view and out-car views, but another one they've got is what they call the helmet cam, and that actually gives you the the sort of more realistic view of you are actually driving the car, so you've got, like, when your head's moving and and all the vibration and stuff like that starts to kick into play. Um, yeah, it's really good. I've, I've been enjoying playing it. The controls are a bit twitchy. They take some getting used to. Um, so if you're used to the controls in Forza in this, you'll probably think there's a bit of oversteer going on. Um, but... I won't, because I don't know what oversteer is. People keep trying to explain it to me whenever we play Forza. I don't understand. I just... You know, point, try and point the camera roughly the right direction, follow the green line. That's how well, it, we play racing games. It, it, it feels when you're going into a corner that the car's turning too tight. That's essentially what it is. I see. Um, where understeer would be that you're drifting too wide. But in this, you know, if you hit the brakes and you start, you start steering, it is very twitchy and it's very easy to to spin your car back round on itself. So you do have to keep readjusting. And that takes a bit of getting used to, especially without the wheel. Um, but no, it's I've I've enjoyed it. I mean, it's for free if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber. Um, I'm so... getting tempted by this PlayStation Plus, Malaki. All these freebies you lot keep talking about, it's um, it's it's looking rather splendid value. I mean, how much is it for a year, PlayStation Plus? Um, I don't know how much it is for a year, but I think for me, for three months, it's something like ten quid. See, that's not bad, is it, when you consider no. all the games and yeah. stuff Keeping that they throw at you? Yeah. I mean, the original Silent Hills just come out this week for free on there, and Shank 2 is free on there. And you never get anything like that on the Xbox. And if you think that you're paying for Xbox Live Gold, mm. and it's not... I think the year subscription isn't a million miles away from what you... It might be 10, 20 quid more. But you do get free games every month, and that yeah. is not something that you ever get with xbox live gold and you know they're not i mean like i say need for speed shift 2 it isn't that old a game i mean i know it's not brand new but it's not that old a game and you know if you consider that online it's probably you're probably selling it for 40 quid 50 quid 
it's mm. um it's pretty good and they do you do get quite a lot on there i mean i've got um oh, i'm trying to think now i've got quite a few playstation one games got resident evil one two and three they were all free um all the crash bandicoot games were free and I say these are original PlayStation ones, but... Mm. It doesn't hurt um, them to put them on there, really, does it? Because obviously no one's going to be really buying them new, so... No, but, you know, at the same time, like, Shank 2, that's... that's <clears throat> I think it's something, it's 8, 1,200 points on Xbox Live. Um, so you do get stuff, pretty good value stuff on there free, too. I mean, it's, say, it's not all old stuff that you get. And you also get early access to to new games too i mean treen 2 i got for free i think that was last month i got for free off there um and that i know that's going for something like 11 12 quid on the mac store mm. so you know it, when you start to offset one against the other and of course you get the added bonus of it automatically doing downloads for you um and you get other stuff free as well not like amazing stuff. You get like some of the minis you'll get for free. You'll get some themes as well. Um you can pick up for free on there. But you know, it's all it's all I think it's I think it's pretty good value and I was against it at first, but I think it is pretty good mm. value. Splendid. It's been well worth it. And the last one I was playing was Grand Theft Auto two on the Dreamcast. And Jesus Christ, this game is hard. <laughs> if you think if you think any of the Grand Theft Auto games from three onwards are hard, no, 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 no. This is difficult. It is that hard. You need money to save the game, in-game credits to actually save the game. Hell. Yeah, it's and it, and it's not cheap either. I think it's something like fifty thousand dollars you need just to <laughs> save the game. What and, and then you, have... you and you lose them, do you, for saving it? Oh yeah, yeah. You go to the church. It's a church that says Jesus saves, and you have to go in there and save the game. I've not actually lived long enough because you have lives, um, and I'm not actually lived long enough to be able to save the game. That's <laughs> <laughs> just starting from fresh. Every wow. Time. I, yeah. I thought it, the current ones were bad enough. With the, oh, the it's repeating yourself. I couldn't cope with that. It's hardcore. Believe me, it is hardcore. And of course, it's the top-down view. It's mm. obviously before it went 3D. But it's very, it's enjoyable to play. It's really funny. Um, but like the police are a lot more hardcore. And as I say, because you've got lives as well, it, it gets to the point. It's like, well, that's it. It's game over. And if you haven't got any save games, you have to start the bloody thing again. <laughs> so, it's brutal. But I have been enjoying it. Um, so yeah, that's about all I've been playing this week. Splendid. What about you, Steve? This week's gone really quick, hasn't it? I mean, um, most of my gaming was done at the gadget show for this week, but I did play a few at home, obviously. Um, started off with Portal 1. I don't know if I spoke about that last week. You mentioned um, that you'd started it, I think. I've not really got very far from where I was. <laughs> the fire was the last thing I think I spoke about before, and it hasn't been much beyond that. Probably a couple of missions. It has been very vague. Um, I've literally just been doing stuff on a site like articles and whatnot, so Xbox hasn't really been on. Um, I had some family around at the weekend, and they brought their Connect with them, so we spent a lot of the time playing. I spent like four days playing on Connect. Um, main game we were playing was Child of Eden. I think I mentioned that vaguely a while back. Um, we, I didn't mention it in detail then, but it's basically like uh, 
my sister tried to explain the story to me because it doesn't tell you it when you start it up. You're just basically told to hurry up and save Eve or whoever whoever she is. And I was just like, all right. And um, my sister explained to me that all of human knowledge is on a computer and it has a virus and Eve's stuck in there as well. <laughs> you just basically have to go through the computer, getting rid of the virus, saving. I imagine Eve's probably the computer's mind or something like that. And um, it just has like this kind of Japanese techno music playing in the background, which sounds awful when you're saying it, but the music's quite cool. And uh, you're kind of shaking your arm and hitting the air, and it's making stuff die on the screen and explode and things like that. And basically, you're attacking the virus. And it's, it sounds awful. Um, it does sound awful. And when when my brother-in-law first like we've played this three times now over three visits and it's really hard like it's stupidly difficult um if you die you start the level again and they're quite long levels so it's like we've got to the last boss of the same level about 100 times and just not completed it so every time they come they bring it but when we first played it we started up and we just thought what the hell is this and we all laughed at it thought it was a load of crap and then the next day up they come in i've started it up again i'm playing it i'm gonna complete this damn level and um (laughs) There's a thing called a rectacle. You fight with your rectacle, and it's just the most absurd words like that. So um, I was like, right, give me the rectacle. I'm, I'm going for it. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, as I say, the first level was really weird, and it was quite odd because basically, I think my understanding obviously doesn't explain it in the game. My understanding is that each level is kind of a, a further point along evolution. So the first level is kind of set in a uh, everything's quite small and looks a bit. Bug, like virusy looking and like maybe a bacteria or whatever and you're basically killing all these random little floaty things and going through all the levels the next level um it was like they'd evolved into fish and jellyfish and things like that and uh, you were suddenly in like an underwater style level and like the boss was a, a giant whale thing with lights on it and you had to hit all the lights and attack that and um what we did the last time they come was it went on to another level that was all kind of flowers and insects and butterflies and that looked spectacular and i thought oh this is getting really it's like a really beautiful game now it looks absolutely amazing um but then the next level we managed to unlock at the weekend was uh it was like a, te- a technology level so i'm guessing it's evolved to like a human point and so everything you were attacking were like airplanes and cogs and running men and things like that um now, it is hard to explain it without it just sounding like you're attacking these little sprites. It's not. They're full-blown graphics that they look, they do look really impressive. It's visually a stunning game, and the music kind of grows in you as you're playing because when you're hitting stuff and killing it, it's kind of making noises that fit with the song, like on the level with the uh, plants. When you're taking out any bombs that are fired at you, it's kind of going blip, blip. Blip, 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 and doing like drop, water drop noises along with the song and it all fits it's like you're making the song as you go along just by playing the game and i, I started off hating it and every time i play it i like it a bit more i think next time they visit i'll end up thinking it's one of the best games ever but right at the moment i'm thinking oh, i like this game a lot um i can't remember i did look up how much it was and i don't think it was that unreasonable for the connect really um it bloody hurts your arm though that's one thing all connect games do it's the law i have i ended up because i basically this level with the uh, plants and everything i got to the end of it so many times and there'd be this really weird structure thing that kept 
you basically have to keep attacking it while it's firing bombs at you. And I kept getting to it with no health, so if one bomb touched me, I'd die. And I got to that point about probably 15, 20 times, and in the end, my arm was just exhausted. I felt like I'd pulled a muscle. I felt like I needed to go over and lie down. And my brother-in-law had one go and did it because his arm was at full strength. So he just, <laughs> he'd seen me do it 20-odd times, and it was easy for him. But... um I don't, as I say, if that is the story about the internet, then I suppose it makes sense. But other than that, there's, there's, it's such a straightforward kind of, it doesn't worry about teaching you anything or telling you what anything means. I imagine a manual does all that. But um, yeah, it was a really enjoyable game. And I imagine if anyone goes out on the back of this and has a look at it, you'll probably hate it at first, but it does grow Tenor on play.com. Tenor, see, that's, that's probably where people have brought it tried it once gone get rid of it but if that if that have persevered it is enjoyable it does get fun if you don't mind a sore arm um the other one they brought around this is a bit of an odd one i actually went onto xbox live and tried to avoid anyone seeing me play i wanted the achievements from it because (laughs) i've got such a low number (laughs) but um it's you went offline it was you're a disgrace (laughs) it was connect disneyland adventures um, which when my uh, when my uh, brother-in-law said to me, oh, I brought this round, he brought it round for my daughter, who's three, and I thought, oh, this is going to be just some glorified advert where it's like, yeah, come to Disney, where you can see all these people. But it was actually quite a fun game. She really enjoyed it, and we enjoyed playing it with her. You're just wandering around Disneyland LA. I think that's where it is, isn't it? The, uh, not the Florida one, the other one. Mm. And um, you're just wandering around, and Mickey tells you to take this, like, autograph book to donald and then you you know you chat to mickey you go chat to donald you can chat to all the other characters throughout the park um but when you go into any of the rides like splash mountain or space mountain or whatever it's a game so we did like the it's a small world game and you're rowing this boat through it and every now and again you stop and a country a person from a country teaches you how to do a dance so me and my daughter were trying to do these dances and he said his daughter it wasn't him and his daughter it was him and his brother she was just sitting there on the side to be fair it was mainly me but um (laughs) You get points for getting all the dances right. And I was really disappointed because I got, like, the the points are quite hard to get, I found. But I got over, like, 50,000 points and got five out of five stars and got, like, a perfect score. Well done. Yeah. Perfect score on a kid's game, Steve. <laughs> and, then, yeah, and then um, <laughs> it froze. It malfunctioned. The connect went funny. We had to restart it, and it hadn't saved. I was absolutely heartbroken. And when my brother-in-law tried to do it, he only got three stars. So I didn't have that on my little scorecard for my uh, account there. I was very disappointed that if I ever play that again... But um, no, we played quite a few games on it, and there was there was a lot of mileage in it. I thought, especially I mean, it's for young children, but the fact that we could play it and there was so much to keep us going on, and we could keep exploring the park. And I mean, we only explored about three of the places, and there was a good sort of seven or eight, maybe nine, ten places, um, different parts of the park in real life, I suppose. And it is, it does look like a very good virtual representation of the actual place. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say it looks realistic, cause obviously, it's just graphics, but I enjoy it. And is I was it very supposed impressed. to look like the park, or is yeah. it cartoony? It's, well, it's set out how, how the park is in real life, but obviously a cartoon yeah. version okay. of that. Um, so even the annoying bits, like in real life, you'd have to walk around a few fountains to get to a door. Before you turn the game off, do you have to search the car park for your generic <laughs> rental <laughs> You should car? have to. It would have been good. Um, there was one weird thing. Like real life Disney, you have to pay for everything and so there's money just scattered around the park and it kept saying things like you can't get sleeping beauty's autograph because you've not brought the right autograph book i'd have a book in my hand but they go well that's not the sleeping beauty autograph book or the, <laughs> the princess one you need to go buy another one and i can just imagine going to real disney and them saying oh this is an a book i can only sign b books and things like that um it does it, it, it 
genuinely is set out like real Disney, except the rides are games. I was, yeah, it was good. It's I good enjoyed enough. it. I recommend it. I also spent Easter just basically messing around with um, family games and stuff. We had a bit of a we got the connect out again. Um, Happy Action Theatre, I've talked about before. It's still awesome. Um, even more so because it wasn't just my kids playing at this time. At one point, there were six of us all playing Happy Action Theatre at the same time. And it is even better. It, it fully recognises all six people. And it's just brilliant the way it does it. It uses Connect so perfectly. I just don't see why Connect is such a ridiculous waste of space on so many other games when this little, I think it was 800 point arcade game, just does it so perfectly. And if you if you've got kids and you've got Connect and you haven't got that game yet, just go and sort that out. That's all that needs to be said about that. You've got to go and buy that because it is awesome and your kids will love it. Um, Fruit Ninja as well. We had a little Fruit Ninja tournament. <laughs> when we played Fruit Ninja on Connect before, we didn't really like it. Um, I think it must have had an update because before it couldn't cope with the fact that you had different size people playing it. So my little five-year-old daughter would play it and then we'd swap out for me to go in and it'd still be calibrated to her height. So it'd just be basically my crotch trying to play Fruit Ninja, <laughs> which there are ways, you, there, there are ways to do it, but unfortunately I'm not built for achieving them. Um, but it's now been recalibrated or updated or something. So as soon as she stepped out and I stepped in, it would immediately recognise that I'm not a little five-year-old girl. Um, so it works now, and it's really cool. Um, and again, we had a big old Fruit Ninja tournament, which um, I'm ashamed to say I didn't win. <laughs> uh, unlike Steve, I'm not the dominant force at children's games. <laughs> you will. We can't all be, mate. Rock Band 3. I got this at Christmas, and... Um, sort of had a little go on it the difference that i got with this one is i got the keyboard because um my daughter can play the piano and um so she's never really been able to play rock band before she can't cope with the guitars um but now she'll sit there for hours just messing around on the keyboard putting everyone else to shame with their two hands and all sorts of crap playing on harder difficulties than anyone else can cope with um but yeah, we were just playing it for hours. Um, the keyboard tracks are really cool on it. It seems to, Rock Band 3 seems to have um, opened it up to more sort of family-friendly type songs on there. There's more stuff on there that she recognises. So rather than what we've had to do on previous ones, and you put it in, there's two songs she knows, and then we have to go and buy all the Lady Gaga track packs and nonsense like that. Rock Band 3, she recognises 10, 15 of the songs straight away. So it's um, probably if you're a... A raving metalhead and that's what you loved about rock band previously perhaps this one isn't as good for you but for me who just wants to play it with the family family um i think it's really cool it saved me a bit of money um and finally something that hasn't saved me any money because i've yeah. been pouring even more money into this. Mad this game sing star well the thing is this is the reason i got a playstation 3 because this was the only reason i had a playstation 2 as well i had something like 15 sing star games on playstation 2 and so as soon as a playstation 3 came out i upgraded and had to wait about a year for sing star to come out um, and even then it wasn't with the wireless microphones it was so, so frustration after frustration with this game <laughs> but when it finally came out the, uh, the Sing Store has completely ruined me. I've got, bearing in mind these tracks are 99p each. In fact, I think they're more than that now. I think they're £1.19 now. Jesus. I've got over 200 downloaded tracks on the SingStar. It's got to the point now where my SingStar DLC is worth more than my PlayStation, um, which is just insane. Yeah. But we poured another 20 quid into it on Easter Sunday, and you, you just can't go wrong with it. The, the thing lost I, the words, to be fair. No, the thing I like about it is... Um, because on the PlayStation 2, like I said, I had like 15 games, which were all like 15, 20 quid each. And you'd constantly have to swap them out and mess around mm. like that. This one, we just got the one game. Things to take that, obviously. Um, 
and we can just buy loads of buy loads of tracks so we'll just be sat there they they still seem to be introducing new dlc for that every couple of weeks so it's always up to date so we've not played it since christmas but we plugged it set it up on easter sunday downloaded 10 or 15 more tracks and away we go we've got all the latest hits for me to dance around to and you'll all be very pleased to know that i now managed to fully complete dizzy rascals rap on dance with me without any errors so I can rap now, officially. Well played. Exactly. I, I was happy with it. I'll, I'll rap for you at some point, AD. Don't you Marvellous. <laughs> Splendid. Um, but that was about it for me, playing at home. I mean, I've, I've bit, done bits of Mass Effect, uh, Mass Effect 3 again, but I've said all that needs to be said about that without upsetting the internet even more. <laughs> um, the big thing for me this week, and Steve, was we went to Gadget Show Live um, in Birmingham on Tuesday, and we played loads of shiny new games. Yeah, we did. <laughs> um, I'm just looking down the list now. Um, I'm trying to put them in order that we did the ones there. I think the first thing we went in and did was Dirt Showdown, wasn't it, yeah, as we walked um, in the door? I mean, the first thing we did was think, where the hell is the game section? And then turn away from where it actually was and walk off in the wrong direction for half an hour and then suddenly realise after half an hour wandering around, there isn't one that we were right next to it and you turned us away. But um, they pounced on us almost immediately, didn't they? They said, oh, yeah. come try this out. And Well, there was a massive smashed up Jeep stood in the middle <laughs> yeah, of the Yeah, we, we were looking at that. To avoid. We sort of walked up to it thinking, oh, what's this enormous car doing smashed up here? But um, yeah, they gave us a go. And I, I enjoyed that. It was quite a fun mm. game because obviously it just... I was a little bit confused um, that... All the display models were Xboxes, um, and the guy on the stand only knew the PlayStation controls. Yeah, which... that was really odd. Um, yeah. I mean, we'd spoken to someone later on who told us that um, Xbox, apparently Microsoft, make it really easy for the companies to demo the games on their consoles. They'll they'll just say, yeah, have whatever you need, the price is low, and they get it all to them in a big unit and everything. So that's the, everything's demoed on Xbox by them for that reason. Apparently, Sony make it really hard. But as Kev said, this guy was like, I know you're playing on an Xbox, but I only know the uh, PS3 controller, so I can't help you at all. <laughs> and we, we were just sat there trying to figure it out yeah, ourselves. So it did take a little while um, to figure out the controls. We got into the game eventually, though. Mm. And um, it to me, it felt like Twisted Metal without the guns. I thought Mario Kart without the uh, cartooniness. Yeah, um, but, it was. Um, you, I think, on the audio booze that we did on the day, you described it as sumo wrestling with cars, didn't yeah. you? I think that's pretty much what it is. You're in a big ring. Um, there's what eight cars, and you yeah. you start it all facing each other, just basically trying to drive into each other and smash each other out of the <laughs> off of the stage, straight off the edge, which you get points <laughs> for. Well, I made the mistake of picking a little nimble car, which. If it hit anything, it would just go flying. So even if I crashed into someone else, I'd basically bounce off and fall off the side. But it was also really hard to steer because it was so fast. So, yeah, the first thing I did was zoom off forwards, try and avoid someone, but lurch off to the left and fly off the <laughs> stage and then struggle to get back on it for the rest of the race. I went for a much bigger and heavier car because I just thought, well, I won't be easy to push out. And once I build up enough speed, I'll be able to knock people off. But I often found that if I hit anyone off, I'd go with them, which luckily didn't cost me points. But um, I ended up, the game was so crazy, I ended up going from being, I was first for a little while because I managed to keep knocking Kev off because it was such a small car, but then suddenly I was sixth and suddenly I was third and suddenly I was eighth and suddenly I was first again. And it was like every, the slightest thing that I did changed the score massively. Um, it was a very hectic game. Wasn't is it? this all there is to Dirt Showdown? No, there's two other modes. Um, there was a race mode. 
And I forget what the other one's called. I was going to say, because if this is all that there is, it seems like a very shallow experience. No, there's. uh, I think that was the only one they were demoing. I did read into it when I wrote the article on the website. Um, But there is a kind of you do tricks in your car mode, a bit like Tony Hawk's and things like that. Um, (laughs) That sounds like the Jim Carner thing that I hated in (laughs) 3. And... um, I can't remember what I called that. The words on the site, I've written it in the review what that's called. And um, the other mode is just kind of going around proper races against one another, trying to destroy each other while you beat, mm. you know, while you win it. So I suppose it's still a racing game and everything. It's just I did in this sumo wrestling experience. It seemed, it's, it was good fun, but I've played it all before, I think. It sounds like Destruction Derby, definitely. Mm. Um, yeah, again, that was another one I compared it to when I was writing. Um, it just, it, it does feel like a lot of other games. I, I did make a point of finding out as well whether it was considered a big sequel and it's not it's just considered a kind of arcade spin-off that they're doing make it dlc for dirt free then mm. yeah it's all right though i mean i think it'd be quite fun online wouldn't it i mean if we it'd be good if you had eight people on it and yeah. you were all just having a laugh it'd be good for one night maybe i wouldn't it's not the sort of game that you go like back to night after yeah, night it's not like Battlefield and you like can't four, uh, so. and also it's not going to be any fun just going online playing with randoms you need to be in a party a party full of people mm. who you know and it, even then, it will last one or two nights. I remember when um, Flat Out, was it called, um, yes. came out. Um, that was brilliant on launch night because there was like eight of us all playing it. And I never played it online again because every time I went online, there was no one else on my friends was playing it. So for 40 quid, I got one night brilliant fun but never went back to the game mm. I, and I think that's what this would be like. I imagine they've not made it with the intention of it being their big game of the, you know, generation or whatever if they've mm. kind of done it like you say it could have been a dlc but i imagine they wanted it to be a little bit more than that um but well, to be fair we don't know what the race mode's like yet do mm. we so uh, if the if the race mode or the tricking trick mode is better then that could make the difference next one we moved on to was spec ops the line um now i like this um it's <laughs> just to send everyone to sleep it's a military shooter <laughs> but it's not a uh, first person when it's third person very similar sort of control scheme to like gears of war mass effect it's all about ducking into cover um it's excessively violent with the melee stuff that it does in uh, a your... brilliant starting scene didn't it what was just was that the helicopter helicopters you just in a helicopter battle basically see i'm not i'm not into any of that I if i'm fun. if i'm playing a shooting game I don't like it when they stick me in the back of a car or on a helicopter yeah. or on the top of a giant dinosaur this or any other bloody nonsense. This is the guy who spends free riding around in a buggy. Yeah, but I'm controlling that. No, I, suppose. I don't want to yeah. just be sat there pointing a gun. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> That's my job. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got no interest in yeah. doing that. So I was playing through the helicopter bit at the start thinking, oh, this is shit. Yeah. But then when you actually get into it, it's good. The melee stuff's mega violent because you'll melee someone and knock them down, but they'll get back up again if you don't you can do just an execution on them. Yeah. So yeah. it's like Gears of War style executions and they are bloody violent and I must have done five or six over the course of the demo and um, they never repeat themselves so it's quite a lot of disgusting variety (laughs) in ways that you can destroy somebody Um, but the bit I really liked which when it explained it on screen I immediately thought why don't all games do this Um, when you're running um, rather than having to hold the run button down like you have to in something like Gears of War which immediately takes your thumb away from the right analog stick so you can't look around. You just press the run button and it starts running. You can take your hand off the run button then. He carries on running until you tell him to stop running by pressing the button again. So you can run around, but also look around while you're running. It's brilliant. If you hit cover while you're running around, you automatically go into the cover. 
And it, I just thought, this is genius. Gears of War would be such a different game if I could look around while I was running. And I, I, I just thought that was superb. I want to see that in other games now, because that's always been my big frustration. You run, but half the time I don't know where I'm bloody running, because I've got my camera set up wrong, so I'm just diving blindly into baddies, usually. I like that feature, and sending my co-workers in to fight on my behalf like not all of it i don't obviously this isn't me wanting the game to play itself again but when there were certain <laughs> bits where like i couldn't physically hit someone from where i was standing i was pinned i could just say look he's pinning me down can you mm. go kill him a few times they'd go negative and i'm like just fucking do it mate yeah. <laughs> i'm stuck here but um no it was, i thought it was really good and quite realistic in that there were more things you could do like uh, looking around it's got some sexy sexy sand in again it did look impressive, didn't it? It was set, set in, in Dubai, Dubai as well. I didn't realise. I didn't realise until we got <laughs> home and I read about it because um, I wasn't paying attention to a lot of the cutscene stuff while we were there. But yeah, um, apparently, I skipped all of them and knew that. Yeah, <laughs> apparently Dubai has been attacked by a giant sandstorm and then everybody died or something, I, which uh, seems like a crazy premise for a game. It was pretty. Odd. I, I died quite early on in the game. Um, I got to the bit where we, you know, there's a plane that's gone down and there was hostages and whatnot, and then just got killed because my stupid ass old teammates wouldn't fight on my behalf. Um, but then while you were playing, they, the guy was talking to me and I was saying, oh. It's seems like it's set in Dubai and he was trying to explain the story and yeah it's a bit different it's been swallowed by a sandstorm and all of this sort of thing and I was just kind of nodding away thinking this is insane but they were good they were quite mm. nice guys I said that there will be a demo coming out properly shortly yeah the game itself's um, not due out until the end of June I don't yeah. think so it's going to be a little while um before I guess it'll be the same demo that comes out because I think we got like a half hour demo or something wasn't it yeah. And so I'd imagine that it's at that same demo will hit Xbox Live and PSN a little bit nearer the time. That's it. He, he was one who was basically explained to us about the Xboxes, and he spent most of our conversation trying to find me a double XL T-shirt, but still failed. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they were really nice, and that game looked really cool. I'm looking forward to that coming out. Um, I can imagine it will make it very expensive over June and July. <laughs> other games exactly, cool. especially in light of Sniper Elite V2 coming out as well, because again. This one was awesome. We both saw this and thought, great, that's what all the people who annoy us in Battlefield 3 will go and play so we can enjoy our game again. But then we liked it too, mm. so annoyingly we're going to end up playing against them people. I've had some feedback from other people who've played this demo because the demo's out on Xbox Live now. And there's a lot of people playing it who don't seem to get it, who are just trying to play it sort of running gun style and yeah. are just ruining themselves. Yeah. And that was my first instinct as well because I don't like skulking around in the background and just popping off the odd snipery shot but when, the, when you do that for the first time it's such a satisfying experience because you sort of you have to line it up perfectly and there's even a button to hold your breath so because when when if you don't press the hold your breath button the breathing in and out moves the scope slightly and it's i mean it's a proper sniping simulator is what they describe it as so it takes into account the gravity and the wind direction and how much you're breathing and all this bullshit but basically what it means is it's bloody hard to hit your target um, so when you actually do, it's really satisfying, and it goes to this um, camera that sort of pulls bullet away from sort of thing, yeah, it? pulls away from your guy, follows the bullet um, in slow motion, turn X-rays the guy that you're hitting, and basically shows the damage that you do when it hits the guys that you shoot in. So you'll watch his skull explode, or you'll watch his spine explode as you shoot him. The um, the producer guy was telling us they've got the uh, the nut shot where you can just shoot them in the testicles and watch their testicles explode. <laughs> um, and right towards the end of the play that we had on it, um, 
I would love to say I did it deliberately, but it was a complete accident. I was just sort of blind firing at this point um, and managed to shoot a grenade off of a guy's chest. And it, again, it goes into this slow-mo thing, shows the bullet hitting the grenade and then the grenade exploding and then this guy's body just exploding on top of the grenade. If I remember rightly, you awesome. didn't just shoot his grenade. You shot down his sight or something like that. Because I remember this, I thought he just hit the sight and it suddenly exploded because I think he <laughs> hit his, all of his equipment entirely. It was very impressive and very cool. Mm. Um, the guy I said... Uh, I was I was kind of trying to talk to him but he was also talking to other people and he was saying to them that when they designed the game the idea is that it's meant to be this kind of stealthy snipey game where you're kind of doing it all hence the name yeah but um, the, one of the guys that was playtesting it uh, one of their artists he said just kept trying to bomb through it like me or you would and so it helped them tweak it more to stop that from being possible because every time he did something and it was easy they just made it hard for him to do <laughs> and every time he did something that was hard they went brilliant um so he was explaining how yeah this guy who i just imagined being me just tried to just bumble his way through the game and they made sure that he failed and um it, it does look like a brilliant and challenging game and it should be quite fun i imagine it'll do quite well this one's out quite soon as well it's early may this mm, one's out yeah. i think if i had to if I had to pick between the two, I think this is the one that I'd go for. Which I was surprised as I had to agree with, because I thought that when I saw the word sniper, oh great, it's a game for wankers. <laughs> Honestly, sounds a bit harsh, but um, the people who do that in Battlefield are annoying as fuck. Yeah. But no, this game's awesome. and My only it. concern is I can't work out how it's going to work online, because apparently there is online multiplayer. Yeah. But we were saying at the time, I can just imagine the online multiplayer being two buildings opposite each other with two teams of 12 people just lying down waiting for someone to move. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like the most interesting online session you could possibly have. You don't just use sniper rifles, though. You can use pistols and other guns. But apparently they said they put all this in and people just stuck to snipers. <laughs> so Well, they would if you buy in that game. It's because yeah. you want the sniping I simulator. I suppose, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I couldn't even work out. I, I was watching a video on YouTube of it when we got home. And um, there was a guy using his pistol and throwing grenades and all sorts. And I was sat there thinking, I didn't even know I had grenades. <laughs> I was just hiding in a building sniping. It was great fun. This game was a good example as well. Of, um, there were a lot of people there who... Even though you say you don't like gaming at desks, these people were doing it properly, weren't they? Um, they had a guy there with his set up with three monitors all lined up he's looking left and right at his monitors instead of with his controller um that just made it look even more impressive i know that loads of games can probably do that but seeing it done on this one they had a really good setup of it um mm. it just looked like a really good game ad's gonna have to buy this one this is um available for download isn't it the demo on xbox live yeah i think it came out on wednesday yeah yeah, I've downloaded it, but I've not had a chance to play it yet, so I think I'll be checking that yeah, one out. Yeah, I certainly recommend you have a go, because I think it's the same demo that we played at Gadget Show. I think so, and, right. um Yeah, it's certainly good fun. I'm, I, I'll almost certainly be adding this to my shopping list, I think, which is um, which has surprised me, because I never would have thought I'd ever buy a game with Sniper in the title. No, I'm the same. I, I genuinely didn't think it was going to be good, and they, they seemed like... Yeah, they were really into it, weren't they? The people that were t- telling us about it, they seemed really informative and nice and... Right, another one that I played for a few minutes and have already decided I have to buy. The Witcher 2. Um, now, I this was the most bizarre demo you could ever think to play. Did you decide to buy it from the demo? Because I wanted <laughs> yeah. to buy it until I played the demo, yeah. and I still want to buy it. But The demo is bizarre. It starts you, you're just thrown into the game, you're in a forest. You walk a 
for two minutes. You see a man, the man is ill. You have to make the man a potion. So the very first thing it tells you to do in the game is to go and collect potion ingredients. And I'm just wandering around the forest collecting bits for his potion. I make him his potion, take the potion back to the poorly man, give it to him. And um, then I turned the demo off and decided I was buying it. We were uh, meant to be demoing the new Turtle Beach headset when we were playing this game. And so we were both kind of listening on them and going, oh, it sounds really good. It's, you know, it blocked out all the extreme noise around us and everything like that. And I'm sitting there really impressed. And then it sends me on this potion mission and I just suddenly went... I'm not sitting here making a fucking potion when I'm supposed to be reviewing a headset. And that's when I stood up and broke the gnome. So, uh, oh. yeah, the game, it was, it looked beautiful. The game looked really cool. Um, it does look brilliant, and I, I really do want to get it and will be playing it. But just that demo, I just thought, <laughs> why on earth was that what the first thing you wanted people See, to do? See, I thought they're so confident in how good this game is <laughs> that they're happy to have the demo to be boring as ass and i thought if they've got the bollocks to make their demo wandering in a forest and making a potion this must be a fucking good game yeah. so i decided on that basis i have to buy it because i've seen i've seen the trailers and stuff mm. the trailers look it looks awesome there's so yes. much awesome stuff you can do in it and for them to offer you this in the demo it must be a good game there might have been more to it later on oh, probably because we were, we were sitting on like a big stool and we've been playing for a good sort of 10-15 minutes at this point yeah. and we thought we'd better go <laughs> we've got to see other stuff and it'll just think we're really I cheeky. could have sat there playing it all day though but, um, I was I mean, already just completely immersed in it I wasn't like angry at the potion in terms of like oh I don't want to be doing this this is boring it was more that I was thinking there's so many things for me to see in this building and I'm sitting here making this guy a potion for his leg it's like <laughs> but um no that was bizarre I just can't, I can't really get my head around why they'd send that to, if that wasn't the actual demo like maybe if a new one comes out and oh yeah it, it might be that then that's an odd one to send to a show it might be that that's just, just the start of the game in which maybe. case it's an utterly bizarre start to a game as well Definitely. I imagine there's probably some relevance like you'll save that guy's life and then he'll turn out to be relevant mm. half an hour down the line or whatever but um but yeah I just oh, thought that's bizarre. Oh, they've got they've got some stones this is a good game <laughs> and he's been uh, getting good reviews as well oh yeah definitely I've seen online it's that's out next incredible. week isn't it it is we've got it coming up in 80s shopping list but we may as well yeah. mention it now it's out on Tuesday I believe and um, yeah I, anyone who's listening should just go and buy it because it yeah, looks awesome it's, and it's, it's cheap really as well good. it's only 32 quid on Amazon so it's uh, it's cheaply cheap as well so uh, get on board the Witcher train everybody everyone was saying that's the one to get when Amalur came out Kingdoms of Amalur mm. they said oh I'm just going to wait for Witcher 2 well yeah it's been out on PC for a year or so now hasn't it so this is we're basically getting on the Xbox we're getting the extended version with extra DLC and extra features and things so it's it's almost like we're getting the game of the year edition as it's as our very first thing we've got all the extra fancy features and it it looks awesome I'm really looking forward to it and it's perfect timing as well having just finished Skyrim and Mass Effect 3 I now have this new enormous game to throw myself into and I can't wait. <laughs> so, yeah, really looking forward to that one. Um, what else did we play? Uh, we played Rocksmith. Which is very impressive. Oh, I'll tell you what, another game I've had to come home and pre-order, even though it's 130 quid or whatever it is. It's um, it's like Rock Band, but with a real guitar. Um, 
I mean, I, I imagine a lot of people know about it. It's been out in the US for a year or so now. Um, but where it's different from Rock Band, rather than it just sort of simulating stuff and you're just going through the motions and following the instructions, this game actually teaches you how to play the guitar, which if you're a loser like me, that's something you've always wanted to be able mm-hmm. to do. And I've even bought guitars in the past and tried to learn them and failed. But it, even down to the basics of you plug it in and the first thing it does is takes you through tuning your guitar. So straight away, you're practicing, you're learning to play on a guitar that's properly tuned, which is probably the first mistake I've always made. Because <laughs> I can't, I don't know how to tune a fucking you beat guitar. beat yours against the wall first. Yeah, would you, yeah. you know, you're a beginner guitar player, would you know what it's supposed to sound like? I usually tend to end up snapping the strings because yeah. I think, oh, I'll get that a bit tired. Exactly. So yeah. the, the, it starts off and it tunes the guitar for you. We started off with only four strings, didn't we? Because one of them had broken. You know there's six strings on a guitar. Oh, Right, five oh, yeah. strings, sorry. Um, <laughs> it depends what type of guitar it is. But, um, I, d- I would say you'd struggle to find a five-string guitar, Steve. I'll look it up in a minute then. Um, but yeah, basically we started with one string missing uh, because it had snapped and we yeah. were waiting for another one to come. But um, that shows, again, it, I mean, it is a proper guitar. So yeah. I imagine that's probably one drawback of the game that you'd have to replace the strings if you're too over boisterous with it. If you put it on a show with a bunch of lunatics not, who don't know how to play a guitar, yeah. that's when it's going to break. But it, yeah, it takes you through all the all the basics, how to do the chords, takes you through the song step by step. And basically the idea of the game, I think it comes with, is it 20 songs on the disc? Mm. In theory... Once you've learned to play them in there, you should be able to take your guitar and play these songs without having the game on. Because so it is teaching you how to play those songs. It's a busking trainer DVD, exactly. basically. And so. I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. You're going to make a fortune on the streets of Peterborough. Oh, yeah. 130 quid for that and a guitar. And it, um, it, the guy was saying, and I, I don't know if I misunderstood him or what, but apparently it turns your Xbox into an amp as well. So you don't have oh. to play the songs that are in the game. You can just plug your guitar into the Xbox or the PS3 and just play whatever you like. And it makes your um, console and obviously your surround sound and all the stuff you've got plugged into that into an amp. Wow. So you don't need to have a separate amp. And also, it doesn't have to be the Rocksmith guitar that you plug into it. You can plug any electric guitar into this game. So I'd be a bit wary um, being somebody who has an electric guitar. um, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not saying it won't. It can't do that, but I wouldn't trust putting my electric guitar plugged into anything that wasn't a guitar amplifier <laughs> um, because I've known people blow their hi-fi speakers up before today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully the uh, hopefully the game has something in it to stop that happening. I maybe. would hope so, yeah. Is this endorsed by anyone famous? Because I only asked, when we went to their stand, they had like Eric Clapton on the wall and a lot of other famous people like that. And I kind of thought, are they just trying to imply that I could be like them? Or is, was there any reason for all these famous people mm-hmm. to be on the wall? Probably wasn't at all. I just it made me chuckle thinking Eric Clapton probably used one of these on his master system or something. <laughs> That's what they're trying to imply. It'll be trying to imply that you know these are the guitar legends, aren't they? And therefore this is a good stepping stone if you want to go along the path to becoming the next Eric Clapton or Jimi Hendrix. That's or been my lifelong aim to be the next Eric Clapton. <laughs> Indeed, but yeah, that looks awesome. So that's um, so. What's that? We've talked about five games from Gadget Show now, and I've already pre-ordered three of them. I'm turning into eighty. Bloody hell! I shouldn't go to shows anymore. One well, um, you probably won't be pre-ordering next, though. Yeah, I managed to break the sequence when we had to go and connect Star Wars, which obviously is already out. 
Um, but there was no way I was bloody buying it, so we had to go on it there. And um, it's cack. Oh, it was awful. Is it? it as awful as what it looks? Because it looks bleeding terrible. Probably worse. Really awful. I mean, when we first got there, they were doing the dancing bit on it, so we sort of gave it a wide berth and came back later when they were doing the actual fighting with the lightsaber bit. Um, and we had a go. And first of all, it doesn't track your movements properly at all. No. Um, I actually stood there trying to move slowly and seeing how it tracks me and it basically it's on a massive delay so as you're moving this when you finish moving the screen starts moving but the baddies have already moved so you miss them (laughs) it's constantly telling you to move back but the only way you can move towards the enemies is to take a step forward but if you then take a step back, you move away from them again. And it's telling you to move back. But to hit them, you have to move forward. And then they come around behind you. But if you turn, you can't see the screen. And then by you turning, it turns the, turns the screen. So you have to turn back again, which turns it back the other way. And it's just, it's broken. I thought it was stupid because um, she was making a stand quite far back from it. And I, was, I sort of said to her, look, my living room's only... Like I'd be this far away from the TV if I played it, so this is where I'm going to stand. And she said, oh, no, you've got to stand back. I was like, look, no, this is where I would be in front of my telly. I'm standing here. And it did it work. No, did it bollocks. Well, how um, far away was were you about from the connection? I would so. say we were a good six or eight feet, maybe. Yeah. See, now the, now the Kinect sensor is supposed to work at six feet. Mm. So the people who make these games, surely they've got to make sure that these games work at six feet. Because that's the requirement of, of Connect. It so, was just stupid. I thought, if I got this game, I'd have to move my sofa out of my living room <laughs> to, just to play it. And just, um, This is what kills Connect for me. It's just shite games she, like this. She also kept telling us, oh, use the Force. Because if you're trying oh, to fight things, that, you have to put your... You, you wave with your right hand to, to use the lightsaber, and you use the Force with your left hand. And I kept putting my hand out to try and grab an enemy because he was killing me and I couldn't bloody hit him because it was stupid. And I'd try and throw him to the side and she'd go, oh, you can't lift that one. Well, h- how do I know that? And then the next person, oh, you can't lift him either. He's too powerful. Well, this is fucking useless. And then I noticed as well that me and you were both using the force using completely different motions and it was having the same results on the screen. You would hold your left hand up as if you were directing traffic and just hold it out. In that's front what of they you. do in Star yeah, Wars. That's, I see. I've not seen Star Wars. I don't know. You would yeah. do that. Whereas I would just waft my left hand, just sort of wave it out and put it back down again and the effect was exactly the same as what you were doing yeah there was no rhyme or reason to it and um i'd find that i'd have someone lifted up and i'd be holding them there and then i'd go to swipe them but then they'd have hit me so it would have gone it was it was just it like i said it didn't work and it was a stupid game the input lag is something that i i noticed was very apparent at the last e3 when they showcased it and that was when i thought this looks like a car crash and then you think, well, you know, they've got nearly a year before it's going to come out. So one assumes that they're going to spend that time, you know, tweaking it. I think they spent that time smoking cigars. And, and, and well, actually, on the back. it just sounds to me like it's as bad, if not worse, mm. than than it was at E3. It was the only game on display at the entire show where they, for each copy, for each version of the game being demoed, they had a member of staff on it, supervising what you were doing and helping you and giving you instructions as you were going. Even yeah. even some of the other dodgy Connect ones that we'll get to in a little bit, they'd just have banks of Xboxes that were just left unattended. But with Star Wars, I think there was four Star Wars Connect units and there was four members of staff. So there was just one on each one. You stand just, back. Yeah, having to Which... constantly be telling you how to play it as you were playing. 
it defeats the objective of Kinect then, doesn't it? Because the whole point behind Kinect was making easy. Yeah. And it sounds to me like it's so complex because, let's face it, if you were playing, when you play Force, Force Unleashed, you've got your control pad, you've got all different forces and all different wonderful manoeuvres that looks far better and it's far more responsive. And a game, really, that, you know, it's kind of like, the game that should have come out on the Nintendo Wii, you know, a lightsaber game using the Force and all of that kind of stuff. He's utter shite, mm. and it just doesn't sell Connect very well at all. Well, that's the thing. As I was playing it, I was constantly thinking this would be better on Move or on mm. Wii. How yes. something in your hand? But so it's on the worst of the three systems. One thing I noticed, because um, basically we we played through a little bit of like this scene and everything, and we were playing along, and then we both kind of at the same time went. I don't want to play this anymore. And um, the woman kind of looked at us like, oh, fine. But um, she took over because they basically when we got there, she was playing it and she stepped aside to let us play. And then we carried on her game and then she stepped back in after us. But after we walked off, I could see her playing it because she was standing in exactly the right way, doing everything exactly the way the game wants you to do it, exactly how you're supposed to and how she's probably been trained. She's probably gone through that year you said since they've done the game, it's probably just training people like her to be perfect <laughs> at it. Um, and she was playing fine. She made it look mm. like it was all normal. But obviously I'm going to be the person buying that game. And if I can't bloody yeah. play it, it's a waste well, of time. Well, exactly. Again, it's the only game in there that had people demonstrating how to play it rather than just letting you play it themselves. It, the whole idea of it, it just seems, it was just awful. If any, yeah. I'd be interested to hear the views of anyone who's bought it. I don't think there's been anyone on the forum who's owned up to actually buying it. But I'd be <laughs> interested to hear the views of someone who's actually bought it and spent some time with it. Is it as bad as the 10 minutes we had with it at Gadget Show? I mean, is it that bad? I'm just wondering whether the Force wasn't very strong of us and maybe she was a Jedi and that was actually the reason why she was so good. It's a Star Wars joke. It's not really a joke. I'm just genuinely thinking now. (laughs) Oh, dear, Steve. (laughs) Another Kinect game, which I didn't have a go on because I've already had a go on it at home. Mm. And um, anyone who was following us on Twitter on the day has already seen the YouTube video of this. I stood Steve in front of Tiger Woods 13 on Kinect and just told him to play it. Not just one connect either. I tried it on two or three. You didn't film the first couple of attempts. Yeah. We basically walked up to this row of five Xboxes. I looked at one and the Xbox just fell off the wall. The connect fell, I looked at the connect. Yeah, just, just <laughs> fell. Like, Kev goes, go play that. I look up and it just goes, <laughs> So we, we disregarded that one. There's only four machines left. So I go to, the, I go to a second machine and I'm just there waving my hands around. Nothing's happening. Kev goes, just go to the one next to it. That's already set up. So then he starts filming and I'm, it's telling me to aim the ball, and then it's telling me to... Oh, I, I just wave my arms around, tell, doing exactly oh. what it said. Wave your hands down, wave your hand left, and I'm just doing it all, and it's just nothing's happening at He's all. He's reenacting the motions should, now for me. Well, Sorry. <laughs> i just got to say, this is the video that you put up, wasn't it, yeah. on the on the site? If you hadn't put that explanation there, I could have swore you were playing... Um, Hitler Nuremberg address <laughs> simulator because that was what it looked like. Your, your hand actually. What it felt like, like, mate. Yeah, it was ridiculous. I, I just it was saying to me, move your arm up and then swipe to the left. So I was moving yeah, my arm up and swiping. Like you were doing a Nazi salute. Yeah. <laughs> the best thing is though, the whole of that video, and he was he spent a good couple of minutes. He never actually got to play a golf shot because no. he couldn't get through the menu. I didn't notice the, uh, that Kev was uh, filming me. So when I turned around, I went, it's useless, and he just sort of stopped filming and that was all genuine because i just 
I was just there thinking, right, in any minute now, it's going to get me to the end of the menu, and I'm just going to hit a ball, and because I was interested to see how far I could. I knew hit. he'd fail because I'd gone through the same process yeah. at home, and it took a good ten minutes to get to the point where I could actually hit a golf ball, which that part of it actually works quite well and it it maps the swing really well the only problem i've got is because i'm tall my hands hit the ceiling so it's not really appropriate for playing indoors um which kind again kind of defeats the object of it completely (laughs) and what i really want is to hold a golf club while i'm doing it because i want it i mean it quite accurately maps your swing and i think it could be quite a handy little golf trainer but obviously if i've got a golf club out in my living room i'm going to (laughs) be forcing it through the ceiling in no time um but yeah, he didn't even get to play a yeah, shot because the menus are awful and broken. Off. And why aren't the menus just voice controlled? Like yeah. I tried talking <laughs> to it. I said, just you know, start, do it, just go left, work. let me hit a ball. There is supposed to be some voice controlled stuff in there, but I haven't found it. I haven't oh. spent enough time trying it to yeah. to find them. But all I know is you can't make your way through the damn menus. And it, it was it uh, just looks so funny. I was just cracked up laughing because <laughs> it, I just thought. You know, if you if you didn't know what he was trying to do, you'd swear that it was some sort of uh, he was addressing <laughs> the the uh, thousand hordes of Nazis at New York. <laughs> hey, you've got this game now. You're gonna you're gonna end up making some Hitler simulator game. Right? <laughs> you've got it all mapped out. I don't out. think anyone needs to. I think you just need Tiger Woods thirteen and connect, and off you go. <laughs> um, so after all these shiny new games and connect nonsense. We were drawing to the end of our day at Gadget Show Live and we were just having a wander around and we saw this little neglected area. We later found out this area was completely neglected because over the other side of the uh, of the exhibition, 50 Cent was on a stand somewhere doing signings and talking to people. <laughs> we got no interest in that. We didn't even know he was there. We found out on the way home. I said to Kev, uh, oh, Alad from Radio 1 was there. And Kev was like, oh, right. He was introducing 50 Cent on the stage. And Kev was like, really? <laughs> we just didn't. While this was going on, we were playing Micro Machines on a Mega Drive. This is how committed you are to yep. gaming. Exactly. We had a good chat with the guy. What was it called? The replay, it was the guy. It was replay. It's now Play Expo. Play Expo. Um, they had loads of retro games laid out, didn't they? And uh, you said you'd never played Micro Machines. Well, I too. thought I had played Micro Machines because I remember having it, but I don't remember it being like that. Because so, I remember driving around a toilet seat and stuff. So I must have. That app was in Micro Machines, wasn't it? Yeah. Was, yeah. Micro Machines was, too. Yeah. Well, perhaps yeah. that's the one I've played then because this one wasn't Might familiar to me at all. Perhaps. Yeah. But it was great fun. I really liked it. I actually sat there playing it. The first, like, ten seconds in, I just turned to Steve and said, why did they ever move away from this controller? Mm. It was just such a comfortable controller. Mega Drive was the peak. It was absolutely spot on. Was just, it the, just the three or the six button? It was the, the three, three button one. The three button. But it was lo- it was awesome. I loved the controller. And it was so easy to control. And it was just a fun game. I want to go and buy a Mega Drive. But didn't it feel like, I thought, I sat down and started playing it and thought, it doesn't feel like it's been... 10, 15 years since I played one of these. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Um, it's been 20. It just felt normal. It felt like exactly as it always did. The game seemed really, like, I always think that it'll be really slow. I just imagine that the game will be really, (laughs) really slow and I'll get frustrated with it. But it was really fast, really normal, really responsive. It could have, if it it wasn't for actually looking at it and seeing it was 20-odd-year-old graphics, you would have thought it was quite a new game. Um, I was just sat there thinking, having just played Connect Star Wars and just played Tiger Woods Connect, what the fuck have they been wasting their time for the last 20 (laughs) years doing? Because it was pretty damn close to perfect when this came out. Mm, And it's, it's only gone downhill. 
was brilliant. I enjoyed that game. And plus, just seeing the uh, controller plugged into the cartridge took me back. I was like, ah, oh, <laughs> genius. And just seeing it all there. I mean, we did see some other ones, didn't we? There was there the Sega Saturn. and They had just about every yeah. retro console. You can imagine, whilst Steve was talking to some weird guy about some weird oh, 3D yeah. console for about 45 minutes. This European and I just wandered off and played one. Mario on an NES around the corner. Yeah. Basically, yeah, this guy just pounced on me um, while I was looking <laughs> at this screen. And starts dragging me around, showing me this stuff. And I'm saying to him, like, it's some European console that's all in 3D. Um, when you buy it, you get, like, the glasses, the software and everything. It seems to just run normally. There's a booklet on it in one of the Gadget Show goodie bags we'll be giving away. I'm not sure which week it is. But, <laughs> but um, one of you who will win the goodie bag that has a full explanation of what this god-awful <laughs> console is. But he put these things on like these glasses on me and was showing me this game where you i mean it was only like a gimmicky game that i imagine you'd spend a quid on or whatever that uh you guide a helicopter through all this stuff and you can look around and see behind it and everything but after playing that for a couple of minutes i said to him mate this is making me feel ill and because he didn't really speak english all he did was just took the glasses off me for that one and moved me to another one and put more on me and i was like <laughs> mate i'm gonna vomit and he just kept playing more things and i'm like in the end i just took him and said mate i've got to go this is making me feel sick and i'd long since like, just yeah. walked off Kevin disappeared, but I just couldn't seem to get through to this guy that I wanted to leave. He was making me uncomfortable. You need my tactic. That guy was boring me, so I just, as he was talking, I just turned around and walked yeah, away. I, I don't know why walked. you didn't do the same thing. Because he had stuff on my head. I, I would have just owned it <laughs> and walked away. And I had a whale of a time playing through, uh, yeah. it was Super Mario Brothers, the first one. I, I just sat there having a go on there. It's an awesome game, though. Yeah. Exactly. One thing that was there as well was the uh, gaming museum, which I know one of our listeners works for. Yeah, this was where I was playing Mario. Uh, he uh, he wasn't there, sadly, but um, they made me sad because they have the 90s in their museum. PlayStation, PlayStation 1 is in their 1. retro gaming museum. And I just felt like... I mean, I know that's two generations ago yeah. now, or three if you count the generation itself, um, but... Jesus, I can't believe that's retro and old now. I mean, just yeah. watching... I can't remember what game it was they had on there. It, was, it wasn't Gran Turismo, but it was basically... Wipeout, like, wasn't it? I'm sure it was a racing game that was cars, but whatever game it was, it might have been Wipeout. It just, I think, I kept thinking, I remember that coming out. That's not retro. That's not old, but it was. <laughs> I just, think, just think we're, what, possibly 12 months away from saying the Dreamcast, Xbox, GameCube, and PlayStation 2 are retro. Uh, that's <laughs> insane. Yeah. And that's it. They'll be there next time, I suppose. Um, but oh, it was shocking to just see it all there. And as I say, I know we were playing on the Mega Drive, and that did feel old, but again, that was only... What, one before? Was it two? It was one before, wasn't it? Um, what, what before the uh, PlayStation 2? Yeah. Before the PlayStation 1, the Mega Drive, yeah? Um, no, we, oh, for Sega, no, the Saturn was before. Ah, oh, of course, bloody yeah. hell, that's even further back. I'm forgetting yeah, but about the Saturn. The Saturn was only out The Saturn was out at the same time as the PlayStation. And the 32X and the Mega CD and all of that, Ooh, bloody yeah. hell. Uh, Shut up, giant mushroom. <laughs> no more talking. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what I did see was an absolute Bobby Dazzler of a console. It's a Mega Drive. So you, you're talking about getting a Mega Drive. Mm. Um, I can't bloody remember what it's called now. But it's basically a Mega Drive with a Mega CD built into it. It's by Sega. Um, and it, it's small, as in it could be used as, well, in the 90s version of a portable CD player. Um, but it looks absolutely awesome. Um, I was having a look on eBay. I've not managed to find one because I'm after um, a Mega Drive myself because um, I've just right. got the clone thing. Well, I've only got the clone Mega Drive at the moment and the sound isn't particularly great on it. It's only mono sound output and it uses an, an emulated sound 
device in there, which makes the music sound a bit weird. So I'm after a proper genuine Mega Drive. Um, But this this thing, it looks awesome. It's like a Mega CD with a Mega Drive cartridge, but it's all one small unit. And apparently you can play the 32X through it as well. I really want to get one of them one day because i remember reading about it in a magazine and thinking i'm getting that and then not getting it <laughs> and it's been one of those things now for like just all these years since i really need to play it and um, i'm just thinking Ada, you should move into that museum that we saw you should just well, live there yeah or open like your own you've probably got more <laughs> kit than they have <laughs> i was just imagining you in your like in your mansion with your 70s room and your 80s room and your 90s room <laughs> 70s room you cheeky bastard <laughs> just wandering through each bit and just playing your games from that era uh, uh, it is a dream of mine i must confess to have um a room in in, in the house that is just like like you say a retro museum with the consoles and their games collected above it on shelves um if we visit the action museum you'll have to come with us i know it's probably much further for you than it is us because it's only about half an hour from us but um yeah we'll have to go sometime i hate the notion that that games have a redundancy to them you know like it's not something that films and music has but games do and once the gen it's like they're saying now that the next gen of consoles won't be backwardly compatible um it it consigns a whole like thousands of games essentially to to memory Mm. so if you don't keep your old technology um that's it i mean they just get they get consigned to to memory and so many get forgotten about and you, you think that really doesn't happen with films and music you know they they tend to you know dvd came out and they re released all the vhs films onto dvd and now they've been doing it on blu-ray and they do them on download and it's the same with music you know when they had albums and then tape and then cd and now download you know they, they always upgrade everything they always update everything but that doesn't happen with video games and you I do think- say that but I, i've owned the mega drive collection about four times so <laughs> yeah but that's i mean that's you know, it's the same small games they should it? uh if they made more of them or maybe if more people bought them then it'd be worth their while because I think when they release retro films, really old films, loads of people buy them, or they put them on telly or whatever. But I suppose maybe the maybe the reason is that people don't run out and buy the Mega Drive collection enough. If 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 that sold out like crazy every year and they brought out another twenty and that sold like crazy, they'd probably do it all the time. It's, there's always a great demand for retro stuff though. I mean, you go on YouTube, there's loads of retro videos aside from the ones that I do and. You know, the fact that Nintendo has run their virtual console thing on the Wii um, for so long. I mean, there is demand for it. It's just how it's presented. Mm. And quite often, especially when it comes to stuff like Mega Drive games, I mean, the point you were saying about the controller, it, they don't work as well on the modern no, consoles. No, they don't, do they? Because the D-pads are fucking terrible on, mm. on the PS3. Well, the the... 360 console I've got now is the one where it has the you can twist it and it unlocks a proper D-pad in the middle. Um, that made a huge difference to playing some of the retro games. I never knew that was possible. What I controller didn't. is that? Me and Steve it's, have it's, both just done a double take, cartoon it's, style. It's a controller that they bought out. I can't remember what it's called now. And essentially, uh, the D-pad in the middle, if you, it, it's like got a silver cross on it. And when you twist it, the actual centre part of the D-pad raises up. So it, you actually get better responsiveness That's from the D-pad. That's clever, isn't it? 
Yeah, and then you can just twist it again to set it back down again. And that does work. It's uh, it's really good. And it, it, like I say, that that is part of the problem as well. And it does affect your enjoyment of when you're playing the old games because you don't have the same degree of control mm. that you had before. But, I mean, the Mega, Mega Drive collection did really well. I mean, it was released on... Um, PC, PS3, and 360. That did that did really well. I had it on Xbox and on PS3 for some bizarre reason. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why I bought both versions. You think and, that um, the, the games that are, they're not that big, are they? The files. Um, no. So you think they'd just put like the whole Mega Drive collection over two or three Blu-rays of HD DVDs and just sell them as like a three or four disc. A box lot set. of it is um, licensing stuff. Yeah, though, because it's, back then they would. But they would, the licenses would only have certain types. AD was talking about it with, um, was it with Outrun a few weeks ago you mentioned? That's right, yeah. I mean, Outrun now, um, the Sega have lost the Ferrari license. So essentially they can't make or release a new Outrun game. They'd have to take the Ferraris out of them. So that's why you've never seen Outrun, uh, why it was on the Mega, Mega Drive collection and stuff like that. Even though the Sega games... Um, but the, it's not just that. You've also got the licenses to do with the actual publishers as well, as many of the publishers have gone that made games for the Mega Drive and the SNES and what have you. I mean, like Acclaim, they've gone, and they were one of the big, big developers uh, developers and publishers at the time. So it's whoever snaffled them, them licenses, and it tends to be like a bit here and a bit there. Um, I was playing Turok on... Um, the N64, and that was an acclaimed game, and now Warner Brothers have it. But the complication is, did they just buy the name and not the rights to the entire mm. series? So it it just becomes licensing hell. It's the reason why GoldenEye never got released. They were they were trying to get GoldenEye released on um, Xbox Live Arcade in its original form, like they did with um, Perfect Dark. And they weren't able to do it because the license wrangling, you know, part of it's with Nintendo, part of it's with Rare, part of it's with um, another company that formed from Rare. So it's like they they grab the copyrights off certain elements of the code that's within the game and it just makes it impossible. Sounds to me then, AD, you need to sit there and go through it all, unravel the whole big mess, and then just send out a massive chain email to all of them at once, oh, saying, look, guys... Pay me a couple of hundred grand a year, or gladly enter <laughs> into uh, you know, some sort of mediator. But if you just claim, you know, 5% of the profit or something, and... No, I prefer a straight salary. <laughs> hey, now, hang on, people, I'm about to do a smooth segue here. Um, all of this is a reason why everyone should come and join us at Play Expo in Manchester in October, where we're going to have a chance to do all these lovely retro goodies, as well as all the extra new shiny stuff that's going to be there as well, because it's not just retro stuff anymore. But they're still going to have... This is the show that used to be at Blackpool. It's going to be at Manchester this year at Event City in October. We're going to be there, and we'll have a little northern shindig. You get the added uh, bonus that uh, my missus might go into labour while we're there, so I'll have to run out the door mid-conversation. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's should be exciting <laughs> we were actually saying that on the way back in the car the other day we're going to try and do a live show from there and i think it'd be the best thing ever if while we're in the middle of doing our live show steve gets a call to say he's got to head back to peterborough that would <laughs> that, be awesome. it would be fantastic so i'm now hoping that'll happen it'll, pro- it'll be shit for him and his wife but hilarious for everyone else she's due the week after the uh the gig so yeah that's it 
<laughs> I know I know some YouTubers I'll be amazed if they don't go. Um there's some guys um who do a lot of retro stuff on YouTube. And if we do decide to do a podcast, it might be interesting trying to get them on there because they yeah. are they are pretty well known and you know, they do a lot of videos and, and stuff like that. I mean there's some of them honestly the collector is isn't a strong enough word to describe. They have multiples of every system you've ever heard of and multiples of systems you've never heard of. God, <laughs> you know? I'm not going to be able to have a drink that day, am I? Because I'll have some words for those nerds. You know what I'm like? <laughs> Bloody hell. I love the way you say that do. when you are the king of the nerds. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm allowed to use the word nerd. Because I am a nerd, I can use nerd. I've reclaimed it and made it my own. <laughs> it's his N-word. Exactly. Oh, um, God. <laughs> Moving on from that, I think, um, online game sessions this week. We've only got one in the diary at the moment. We've got Team Fortress 2 tomorrow night. We need to teach Steve how awesome it is. This is the Xbox 360 version. It's quite a few people have got their name down for it. I hope that servers and stuff are still online for it. It's been five or six years. I've not checked. <laughs> how many players is it um, per game? Because I don't, even, I don't oh, know what it is, how 10, you play it or anything. Maybe. Okay. Possibly 10. But I think we should be on for a pretty good game. So if you're listening to this... Um, before Saturday night, feel free to get involved in a Team Fortress 2 session because it's going to be awesome and you'll just hear me constantly going kaboom every couple of minutes just because I can't resist it when I'm playing that game. It's brilliant. You mad? Oh, you mad. That's all right though. We mad too. Lol, why are we mad though? Because at 9 o'clock on Wednesday night, it's okay to be mad. Mad about video games. Mad about the internet. Mad about that thing that our cat did. We are the Lollacost. Wednesday nights, 9 o'clock, lollacost.co.uk. Because this is Britain. And we all mad. So, Aidy's shopping list. Um, there's only a couple this week. One of them is out now um, on Xbox Live Arcade. That is Fez. Um, I've already bought it because um, it's I the demo. bizarre, crazy nonsense. You're getting it as well, surely, Aidy. Um, yeah, I've been reading some reviews about it. I was a bit dubious at first because I think the game gained a bit of notoriety because the publisher, who's got the best name ever, Phil Fish, um, was slagging off Japanese game developers, or should we say modern day Japanese games, saying that they were a bit rubbishy. And I was like, yeah, um, I really hope your game scores very well, otherwise you're mm. going to look a bit daft. But, <laughs> um, I think he, the guy obviously must be onto something because it's been getting some very high scores and it does look like a very interesting game. So, yeah, I think I need to get myself some points. Mm. Um get them what did you think of it steve i did really enjoy it. i died so many times though i mean you don't die you just kind of fall and then go back to where you died kind of thing but um i was playing it just before kev picked me up today and um i really like it i i'm thinking like Eddie said get some points and maybe mm. get it in um, the trial does it have the bit where it sort of restarts i because you arrived i probably didn't get to that bit oh, okay. but i might i won't spoil that for you then because that was so cool when that happened and mm-hmm. um, it's brilliant and um, but no i'm really enjoying it i've played about an hour or so of it um got through the first world i think and it's um it's a bit of a mind bender um just because of the way you have to rotate the 
uh, platforms around constantly. It seems like just a basic, straightforward platformer until you add in the 3D twisting the world around. I instance. got stuck on a bit for ages because I couldn't figure out where I was supposed to go. And I was rotating it around and everything until I realised that because I'd rotated it a certain way, I could jump sort of onto the next platform whilst it looked like there was a massive gap between them at first when i turned it i was already on the other yeah, side it exactly. moved me already i am um, getting my head around that took a moment i'm certain i won't finish it because it would just get too hard for me yeah um, it's just what happens with these kind of games i mean I, i'm really good enough to finish standard platform yeah. games so platform games with added mental confusion i'm really going to struggle with it, it seems to have really good comedy and i like the sound effects like every time you get one of the cubes it's like <laughs> and um, yeah the comedy in it was just good like when he explains to you look you gotta get these cubes the world's gonna end plus the graphical style it's basically a snares game yeah <laughs> there is that <laughs> i can't believe we forgot to be taking this long to mention it yeah. um i like that though a lot i mean yeah. that's genius they've it is a snares looking game but it also looks new like it's like they've invented it it's a snares game with a load of polish on yeah it, when you look at it, you don't really you do think SNES game, but at the same time you just think new game. This is brilliant. They're really clever for doing this style that's been around yeah. for 25 years. Oh, it makes it look really pretty, even mm. though it's really basic. It's so pretty because of it. I really liked it. Um, so yeah, that's out now on Xbox Live Arcade. I think it's just on Xbox. I don't believe it's a PSN one as well. Um, I'll have to check that though. I'm probably wrong. Who cares? <laughs> We're not known for our fact checking. Um, it's 800 points. I do know that because I spent them out of my wallet. Yeah, um, that's not bad. That's pretty good. That is very no, good. exactly. Um, and Witcher 2 out on Tuesday. We've obviously already covered it. Um, and um, I would imagine we're all going to get that because it looks awesome. Right, so the news and dominating the news this week is all sorts of shenanigans over at Sony. Um, where they're expected to be announcing their biggest losses ever. They're laying off 10,000 people um, across the company as a whole. Although they have said they are going to be basically building the future of the company around PlayStation and video gaming. So, Is that because that's the only thing the company makes any money out of anymore? I did read on BBC so, yeah. News their TVs were absolutely bombing. Um, everything they basically do has been done better by people like Apple and other companies. Um, so it does sound, it's a shame that obviously 10,000 people are losing jobs, but from a gaming perspective, surely it'd only be a good thing if they're focused Well, we on were us. speculating a few weeks ago, weren't we, that if they announced all these losses, they could choose to go down the route of selling off PlayStation. So it looks like they've done the opposite of that. <laughs> and um, We called um, it. Yeah, they're going to mass, massive. Don't you think it's frightening, though, that Sony are downsizing and this is like a mega electronics corporation? There can only be so many. It smacks of massive mismanagement, doesn't it? Does doesn't it? I mean, it's like they they for as long as I can remember were the name in electrical goods, mm. and for them to be losing, I mean, I don't know how many people they have working for them, but ten thousand sounds like a large slice. The thing if, is, though, look look back at, I mean, I don't know if it's the same for everybody, but looking <clears> back at my own, like, personal electronics that I've got, 10 years ago, I had loads of Sony stuff. Yeah. Now, the only Sony things I have are my PlayStation 3 and my Vita. I yeah. don't have anything else made by Sony in the house. S- same with me. I mean, the TV I've got is a Panasonic. You know, like, Apple takes care of all the music side of things now. I mean, yeah. it's, it's ironic that I did actually unplug and remove my hi-fi 
um, this week simply because I'm just not using it and mm. it's just in the way. And I thought, I'm sick of this. It's just more wires than I need. You unpacked um, it and Airy Action was to lay 10,000 people off AD. You got just, blood just on your the, hands. Mate. Well, actually, it was a sharp hi-fi. So oh, well. it was, yeah. Does that make it better, does it? Well, yeah. But, I mean, it, it is surprising. And it's not like their TVs are crap because they're not. No, they're and it's just, it's just because I think that they've... The, the, the corner of the market that they had was good quality and affordable price. Mm. And I think there's so many other... Well, you've just um, said Panasonic. Me and Steve both have Panasonic yeah. TVs as well. Panasonic just dominate that bit Definitely. that used to be Sony. Yeah. Yeah. And then Samsung and LG have stepped into that arena as well. Mm. And then I think the problem is, is that, okay, yeah, you've always got good and bad quality, but the quality of television seems to have evened off quite a bit in the last couple of years. Um, I mean, obviously, you're still going to, you know, you get what you pay for. But I think, by and large, the the actual standard seems to be quite flat across the board. There isn't that considerable jump. And certainly when it comes to sound as well, because, I mean, LCD sound, you always expect it to be a bit tinny and a bit scratchy because of the lack of size. You know, normally you're going to hook one of these things up to, you know, a a surround or an amp of some sort. Mm. And, you know, Sony always used to boast sort of, you know, hi-fi quality sound out of their old old TVs. Obviously, that's not the case now. And it just, I don't know, just seems to, they've, they've got hit from so many different angles in the last 10 years that I suppose it is, you know, it isn't surprising that, you know they're losing so much money i'm gonna to have to lay off so many people when it it puts massive massive pressure on the playstation 4 though especially when we hook this into the next little bit of sony news which is it's been announced this week that the vita has had record low sales in japan they've only sold they've sold less than nine thousand units of the vita in japan in the last week compared yeah. to seventy two thousand three dss it needs one of them killer apps that's yeah. the thing. It needs a Monster Hunter game because that thing shifted the PSPs over there like something not right. Mm. Um, there's one in the pipeline, and there's one on yes, its way. Yeah, I, I don't think is. it can come soon enough. Uh, if Sony balls up the PlayStation 4 launch, they're done, aren't they? Surely they have to be. I mean, I'm hoping that it makes them think maybe they shouldn't release the most expensive one of everything all the time. That's Yeah, they're trying to go for the most powerful and whatever, but it doesn't really matter if, like we said last week, they're always making the games for the the average, the one that can play them kind of thing. Um, the 3DS costs a lot less, so obviously it's going to go for more. People haven't got as much money nowadays. They've got to stop annoying people. <laughs> that's, that's going to be the first step especially developers i mean the ps3 is a very powerful console but developing on it is an acquired art and that's what annoys a lot of developers and why you see so much shovelware crap where um developing on the ps3 when it's like a multi-format release the ps3 version tends to be inferior to the 360 and you know when you've got a console that you look at Uncharted, for example. I played that game, Uncharted 3. There's so many little touches you don't really pick up on. It's it's things like, you know, when he's running along and he'll just, like, if he goes near a wall, he'll just put his hand out or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's little touches like that that you think, this is such a fantastic game in so much detail. And that's because it's using the power of the PS3. 
because you know um naughty dog have had so you know that's their focus they've not you know that that is their primary focus was getting those uncharted games made but you look at other things like skyrim where you've got the you had the issue of where it was grinding to a halt and and stuff on the ps3 it that that damages sony so much because they get such a cut out of the games as well well Eva, this is a story we're going to come to a little bit late, but it sort of hooks into what you were just saying. Mass Effect 3. Sony are at all these multiplayer challenges that are happening on Mass Effect every couple of weeks. Sony still haven't authorized them to happen on PlayStation 3. So huh. the third one of those events is happening this weekend. Yeah. Um, and it won't be Operation, Resurre- Operation Resurgence, it's called. Um, and that isn't going to be happening on PlayStation 3. None of them have so far because Sony haven't rubber stamped it and said, yes, you can do this event on our oh, console. What are you doing? exactly <laughs> how it's, long does it take to sort out it's just a matter of going yeah go on then and yeah, yeah. exactly it's um it is just insanity i know it i mentioned insanity, it yeah. earlier on didn't i about how the guy was telling me that they make it really difficult to do the displays with playstations and that's that ties into it a lot as well if they're if they're doing a lot of events like that where they're showcasing games and they've got massive massive banks of different you know, places for people to play them, and not one of them is a PlayStation. That suggests something's going wrong. I saw one PlayStation Free mm. at Gadget Show Live. That was with the Sniper game, wasn't yeah. it? And um, I remember seeing it and thinking, oh, they didn't have any trouble, yet everyone else there did. There was yeah. like, there's probably a good 500 Xboxes at that event at least, mm. and one PlayStation, which just shows how stupid. Sony Bearing in mind, been. Sony had two stands as well. Mm. Neither of them had a PlayStation no. on, no, um, but there was there was one PlayStation Free um, in the entire mental. exhibition. And you just think that that has to be just mismanagement, and mm. it's worrying seeing a company just yeah you know, cannibalize themselves. <laughs> What worries me is is that, you know, as good as the technology they come out with, I mean, there's no doubt the Vita is an awesome piece Definitely. of kit, but you read them results, um, and it is a worry, because the Dreamcast was an, was an amazing console. I mean, even now, you know, as you know, I've been playing it this week, that it was so ahead of its time. I mean, it had online connectivity, um, it was really powerful, there was... You know, it, it didn't deserve to die when it did. It was just simply the fact that Sega had mismanaged so many things prior to that. Mm. Um, you think I can see? I'm seeing a similarity here with Sony. I mean, they've they've gone from virtually an unassailable position with the PlayStation Two. I think they cocked up the launch of the PS3. Um, I think they've made many mistakes with the ps3 as well that's pissed people off i mean aside from the hack i mean that's was something that you know could have happened to anyone um and has happened to other companies it just seemed rather unfortunate that sony seemed to take the the brunt of that but certainly stuff like stripping out the backward compatibility from the the ps3 and their citing costs when actually we all know it's because they're releasing these HD collections and also PS2 games to download it pisses people off because it's cynical and it's like well this isn't the way you treat your customers and there's only so many times you can keep pissing your customers off before these go you know what you ain't that big you're not that important there are alternatives out there and we're going to go with that and I think that started with the PS3 and they really are going to have to play everything right down the middle, I think, with the PS4 mm. and hope to Christ that it's not too late. I mean, they're, 
the research and development well skipping ahead a bit of myself there i think it's interesting that the rumor being that it won't be that dissimilar in terms of its innards to the next xbox Mm. i think shows that they are trying to keep the research and development cost down to a minimum i mean it's going to use supposedly going to be using amd and ati chipsets um i think does show that they're not going down the path of developing their own proprietary stuff like they have done in the past. <laughs> well, don't worry, though. We've got some good news from Sony in an unquantifiable statistic. <laughs> uh, they have announced that 19 copies of MotorStorm RC are sold worldwide every minute. I don't know if that's good or bad, mm. but Sony seems to be quite happy about it. It seems good. It, it's it a does seem good. Game good. Anyway, oh, it's an awesome so... game, and there's, more, there's DLC on the way as well, as we mentioned last week. So, if nothing else, they've got a bloody gem there, and uh, it's a cheap one as well. Why so. did they go for 19 a minute and not however many that is an hour and things like that? It just seems like a really <laughs> odd way to go. A oh, minute. It just amused me. That's why I put that one in. Just the headline. <laughs> seeing that on, um, I think that was on Eurogamer, just seeing the headline um, 19 copies the of the smallest solid. unit they can measure in, isn't it? And they probably thought, wow, uh, 19 copies a minute worldwide. That sounds good. Let's stick that out there. Uh, I thought it was brilliant. Um, Right, moving on from Sony. Um, EA are going to firmly position themselves as the new game of this show, I think, because (laughs) every fucking week there's something else going on with EA. (laughs) Two completely unrelated stories. And again, one of them's painting them well, one of them's painting them badly. Firstly, we've got all this bloody nonsense around gay characters in Mass Effect 3... And what was the other one? The Star Wars one. If you worked for a company like EA and someone sent a letter to you saying, I think it's shocking you've put lesbian, gay, bi, transsexual characters in your game, wouldn't you just reply, fuck you? Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's effectively what EA have done. <laughs> Fair play to yeah. them. They have just basically left it off. The argument from these, these nutjobs who've sent the letter is there wasn't any gay characters in Star Wars. Why have you got them in the game? <laughs> the whole universe. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, um, I would just point to C3PO every time they said that and just say, I mean, you don't know who that is, but he's I one just, of the metal ones. Yeah, one of the metal ones. I just point to him and say, I don't know. <laughs> Even the but robots. What difference does it make? It is mental. Whether there exactly. was or there wasn't. There's something fundamentally wrong with anyone who thinks that that is a problem and, and takes George the time Lucas to write. George Lucas is it. obviously happy with it. He created the fucking Star Wars universe, uh, and he has to rubber stamp everything that happens. So they'll have had to have told them if it was a problem for George Lucas, you know, the sexuality of characters within his game. I'm pretty sure he would have said uh, no, because there's no such thing in my universe. If he was that bothered, <laughs> clearly Could you he's imagine not. Imagine if he did. Uh, Jesus, I the, mean, uh, yeah, clearly, you know, he, he's not bothered about it being in there at all. So how just can you have it. that argument? It's a fucking sci-fi universe. It's make believe. <laughs> how do they know that there isn't? He could turn around tomorrow and say, oh, yeah, well, Lando Calrissian was gay, even though he probably wasn't because he was after Princess Leia. But, you know, he could easily drop a bombshell like that. Uh, Yeah, it's up to him. He created it. So um, how can they turn around and say categorically there were no gay characters in Star Wars? On top of that as well. It's not like they're saying... I mean, they're wrong for being annoyed about it at all. It's not an issue in the slightest. And no one should ever just care or notice these problems like, as a problem at all. It shouldn't even be considered an issue. It should just be part of the game. But 
it's not like they're saying, right, you turn on the game and your character is gay and you have to sit and watch them be gay for the entire game. You've got no choice. It's just an option for people who want a gay mm. character. Like, I mean, yeah. even Kev, for example, plays as a woman in his games and then goes and dates women. Well, it was only last week that I was applauding Bioware for having an openly lesbian character. Because mm. previously you've been able to have same-sex relationships in Mass Effect. Yeah. But it's just been a case of, you know, that everyone was bi, basically. But in this one, everyone has their preferences. And the fact that they had an openly lesbian character last week i'm saying that's brilliant the fact the game is capable of just including something like that and it's just a normal thing in the game there's mm. no song and dance about it no one's making a fuss about it and then almost as i'm saying these words someone makes a fuss about it it's and it's it, it is ridiculous i just don't understand it at all i'm hoping that like give it 20 years it'll just be that won't be news in the slightest we can just get on with our lives and just accept that you know there are people out there who like people of the same sex nobody gives a fuck that's just the way the world is get on with it but they're just these losers who just seem hell-bent on just being backwards the, uh, they're just trying to make attention for themselves because yeah. there's no there's no point to what they're saying there's no argument to what they're saying you play the game however you want to play it, it they're just out to make a name for themselves and they just they don't seem to either care or realize how pathetic that they're coming across and you know, I, I, I applaud EA on this for the exactly. way they responded. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. EA have just said, sit down, shut up, basically. <laughs> yeah. but, um, well, they've actually accused them of harassment, really, haven't they? In, yeah. in not so many words. They, you know, they've, they've sort of turned around and said to them that, you know, actually your behaviour is a bit concerning and, you know, it's, it is borderline harassment. And it, it's, it's, it's right. I mean, it, it, no one else had ever sat down and thought, you know, oh God, there's a real issue here in mm. these games, and yet these people come steaming in from absolutely nowhere and just start chucking the nonsense about, and then they'll go disappearing off down the foxhole again when they've caused enough uproar. Exactly. So we've seen the good side to EA. Mm. Now EA wouldn't be EA if they only had a good side. <laughs> it's PA and marketing, um, basically. Yeah. Um, Tetris for iPad. I have Tetris for iPad. Sorry, I had Tetris for iPad because I had the original Tetris for iPad. Unfortunately, I didn't have it stored on my iPad at the time because I played it, took it off to put something else on. I can't re-download that now because it's been replaced with um, Tetris for iPad, mm-hmm. which is a new game, apparently, yeah. and costs four ninety nine. Well, hang on a minute. Did you pay for that other game? Oh, yeah, but it's gone now. Um, you, they can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they can and have. If you had it on your device, that's fine. You can keep it. But that game that I had no longer exists. It has, it has been removed from the store. I've checked through my previous purchases. It's not there. Um, there is no way for me to get that game. If I want to play Tetris on my iPad now, I have to buy the new Tetris for iPad, which is four ninety nine in the App Store. It's disgraceful, isn't it? Last well, tantamount to theft. Yeah. And um <laughs> Yeah, so that's unbelievable. It is, and it's it gets back to what you were saying earlier about games sort of disappearing, I suppose. EA basically it's the I suppose it's the concern with with digital distribution. Well, in yeah. a, in a, at any point a publisher can just decide that that game is gone and it is, it's just... What's to stop them now deleting this one and releasing another Nothing. one next week? Nothing just, at all. <laughs> you're saying, sorry, we made a mistake. Here's an, you know, have another fiver off you. You just see, when you, with Microsoft, I mean, you buy a game off them, and that's it. Even if they 
lose the license with that game. I mean, it happened with Doom for a period of time before they sorted it out and got it back up there. But even if you delete it off of your Xbox, that game is linked to your profile and you can re-download that again, you know, no matter whether you've not played on it for years, you own the license to play that game. Mm. Um, and that's how it works. That's how it, That's how digital downloads have always worked. I mean, you can't just take something off somebody. Um, I mean, I, I mean, was it was it in your iTunes? I haven't checked that actually, because since I've had iOS five, I've just done it all on the iPad. I don't think I've had the iPad plugged in to the. I was going to say, since. surely you must. Right. Be able to, I might well have. A... I might well have a version of it somewhere. In which case, I'm fine because it says in the article. Um, this is all an article that was on Touch Arcade. Um, if you have a backup of it anywhere then um, you can reinstall the original Tetris.ipa file from your PC, from your Mac, um, or if you've already got it on your device, it's safe. They're not, it's not going to disappear from anywhere. It only affects people who've previously bought it, taken it off their device, and now want it back, which is the category I fall into. And I can confirm it is not on my previously purchased items. There must be some loophole where if you email them and ask for it they'll send you it or something surely i mean it'd be worth looking into whether you can send them an email saying oi you know i bought this give it to me um or give me a refund and um see what they do because they might there must be something to it I'm well i don't sure know judging but i mean touch I arcade is obviously a site just based around um the ios games and they're pretty adamant that there's no way around it unless you have a copy and i'm looking through pages and pages of comments of furious mm. people on there they're going to get their asses sued off but then for this. A- Apple did the same with Siri, didn't they? That was an app, and then suddenly it was part of their new phone, so now you can't get it on the old phones anymore. Apparently it won't be compatible, despite it being compatible <laughs> for flaming ages. So uh, I suppose EA aren't the only people that do this, and Apple have done it before. Just... Yeah, but I mean, if, you, if, you, if you've got it already, then you should be able to re-download it. If they, if they choose not to make it available to new customers, that's one thing. But if you've already paid for it, then you mm. should be able to go back and re-download it mm. as and when. And that is, that's exactly what EA have not done here. They've essentially removed it. And even if you have already paid for it, you can't go and download it again. Um, they're going to get their asses mm. sued off. So the moral of the tale is, I ain't going to be playing Tetris anymore. No. <laughs> um, sh- strip it from the yeah, best game of all time. Because um, obviously I ain't going to be you. paying another fiver for it. <laughs> I told you not to vote for it. <laughs> yeah, so I'll have to buy an old Game Boy or something so that I can play yeah, it on yeah. there. We could just buy a load of bricks and I'll just drop them on you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's um, EA's nonsense of the week. Um, <laughs> Mass Effect Free nonsense. Now we've got. Oh. We, I love the way we have our nonsense categories yeah, return all the time. Um, this is t- growing though. Don't you oh, find? this is even worse. Mass Effect Free have now been accused of false advertising by the Better Business Bureau. Um, the fuck are they better? I was going to say that outstanding pillar of the business um, community. I believe there's something in America, um, which Big is something bollocks. to do with That's business. What for, um, I'm trying to find the bloody wording of it now, but it. Oh, come on, computer. Why is it not a video game? It claims that Bioware did not allow players to fully forge a unique destiny. 
Um, yeah, oh, apparently, apparently it was advertised as I can't find the wording because my computer is playing up. But the game was advertised as allowing players to have complete control over the outcome of their game and for their decisions to affect yeah. how the game turns out. And the Better Business Bureau have turned out and said that's not what happens. Your decisions don't affect the outcome of the game. This is false advertising. The exact wording was along the way your choices drive powerful outcomes including relationships with key characters the fate of the of entire civilizations and even radically different ending scenarios that is generally it isn't it from what i understand of people saying it <sighs> depends on your definition of a radically different ending scenario <laughs> i think um people are bitching about the fact that the videos you see at the end are fairly similar depend regardless of which ending you get ignoring the fact that the outcome for the universe is completely fucking different across the bloody options that you get i don't know what people don't understand about that because the thickest shit and it's really getting on my nerves all of this thing now do you know and they're not really more important things to be worried about you'd think you've got a global economy that's on its arse We've got North Korea that can't get a satellite into orbit, for God's sake. <laughs> There's got to be more important things in this world than worrying about fucking Mass Effect 3. Do you know, it's annoying me that much. I'm, I'm, I just don't even think I'm going to play this game. Send <laughs> <laughs> um, no, But I just think, like, I mean, I'm really looking forward to playing a series through, and I think a lot of people can't handle it when they invest a lot of time and effort into something and it doesn't end exactly how they wanted it to or expected it to. It happens with everything. And I think this is all that it really is. They've built this epic game up and there's a very small group of people who aren't happy with the way it ended because it didn't end how they wanted it. Why is the Better Business Bureau getting involved? (laughs) Is there not greedy corporations that are doing far worse things that they should be targeting rather than a pissing video game had you heard of the better business bureau before no i hadn't well that's why they're making a noise about it isn't it (laughs) now all the people who listen to our podcast have heard of this poxy little bureau because they have an opinion on something well uh, don't worry don't have an opinion on something important then isn't it obviously mm. bioware and ea are the devil um yeah. something else Again. for something else for their fans to moan about this week they've only gone and given their fans some free downloadable content Pirates. there's only an extra two maps and a load of extra characters for playing on the multiplayer the bastards yeah. how dare they yeah i would imagine these free stuff yeah these free maps that they've given out i think they'd probably end wrong <laughs> I uh, I had a go on them last night. Oh, you upside down and your character keeps falling yeah. to the bottom of the screen. I mean, I again, I cannot fault anything about Mass Effect Three. The fact that I turned it on last night um, and played it for a couple of hours before someone in the party said to me, "Oh, there's new maps, by the way." So straight away they get bonus points for the fact that unlike every other fucking game that I've had to get maps for lately, I could still play it for a couple of hours with a load of people online without being forced to do the download. Yeah. I then get to do the optional download, and it gives me two completely free of charge maps, which, again, that's what I needed. Nice, yeah. It needed more maps. It gives you, I think there's another four character classes, a load of more weapons that are on there as well. So it's, it's a hefty update, a load more game content, and it's free. So, again, can't fault that. It's brilliant. Do you know, I, I respect that people might be disappointed with the ending of a game, but it's just game beyond a joke now. And it's there's just far more important things to be worried about than the ending to a video game, you know. And it's just tragic, really is tragic that that it's <laughs> it's gone as far as it has. And it's like you say, I had no idea about this free DLC, and 
that something like that that should be what's being led with mm. you know people should be saying wow that's great you know two maps and extra characters that's fantastic and no all you get is better exactly. big bastard balls bureau <laughs> but in yeah. uh, as proof that no publicity is bad publicity um, opening month sales figures for Mass Effect 3 have doubled those of Mass Effect 2. So <laughs> all the hammering that they've been getting, they've sold twice as many games off the back Everyone of it. Wants so to see the do ending. they really care? <laughs> How does that even make sense? Why are twice as many people buying the ending of a game they haven't played the middle of? Because, because there's all those people. <laughs> but it's probably those people that have bought it without buying the other two that don't understand what the game's been about, that are moaning about the ending. Yeah, probably. I mean, there were some... I mean, I've been reading into this argument a lot about... Mainly because I've not played the game yet. I want to know about the argument, see what people's points of view are without spoiling myself. And there has been a bit of people thinking that this is a AAA game that they've not put the effort in. But you just kind of think, well, you're seeing it as... You're letting five minutes of the game destroy a massive... Look at the production sort of, value yeah. of it. I mean, for There's, God's sake. You can't say that they've not put any effort into it. The thing is, it's like all of these AAA games that come out, everyone believes that it's going to be the answer to every problem in their life. And it's not. It's just a video game at the end of the day. Like anything else, you get good games, you get bad games. You know, you can have a fantastic film with an ending that you think, oh, that was a bit of a disappointing ending, and you just get on with it. For some reason, there just seems to be this... Everybody's getting the pitchforks and torches out and are on the rampage over this. People I tend mean, to all, wait, though, don't they? They wait for the end just so all, they can All I can it. say is, God help, you, God help you, Valve, if you cock up the ending of Half-Life 3. <laughs> because I honestly think the planet's going to fall into two pieces and blow up into space. People because... won't like it regardless. People will build up hype about it. and it, I mean, it's, it won't be people in general. It'll be like 15%. There's a random thrown-out number. I'm not... Don't quote me either. Steve, sweeping yeah. statement of the week. Um, but it'll be yeah. this just random small percent who Steve's will be extensive outraged. research tells him 15% <laughs> of people will experience Half-Life 3 outrage. Uh, Hold uh, the press. The other it's self-entitlement gone crazy. And that's what it's like with this. If you're saying that double the people have brought Mass Effect 3 than 2, um, I don't know how many people that is, but for example, let's nine. say it's yeah nine instead of four and a half people. <laughs> um, so if like two of those people go ballistic and just run the internet ragged with noise, while the other seven people, that's quick maths for me. It's not just, 15% just though, is it? No, but whatever. Um, do you get me? It just the... No one gets you. What the <laughs> hell are you talking about? <laughs> Nine people are fine. I don't know. I lost him at this. No, sorry, AD. You gave us the bottom line there. Seven out of nine people are fine. Come on, done it out of ten. Well, he gave me a number of nine, AD, so I had to work with that. Oh, right, okay. It just seems a bit bizarre and random, but never mind. Moving on, on, we've got some sad news now. Um, Commodore founder Jack Tramiel has died aged 83. Um... I'm not a Commodore man, so I don't really have anything to say about it, but I'm sure AD... Oh, I do, I do. People no doubt know all about it. Yeah, I mean, this guy, the the Commodore 64 was... Well, it wasn't my first computer, that was the Commodore VIC-20, but the Commodore 64 was the the computer that really got me heavily into games. Um, And I had it for many, many years, had countless hundreds of games for it. Um, it was a fantastic piece of kit. Um, 
really was. It was a very, very powerful 8-bit computer. Uh, it's capable of doing an awful lot. And has even now, there are people still making homebrew games for it. I mean, this that's how popular it was. It was, in this country, it went head-to-head with the likes of the ZX Spectrum and the Amstrad CPC-464. Um, but it, it sound, it, the sound chip it had, which was um, called SID, um, was just fantastic. It was just capable of producing some awesome music. Um, and this guy really, you know, he was the uh, he was the architect of all this stuff. He later went on to Atari and sort of oversaw the likes of the Atari ST. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big loss. I mean, his his legacy will live on for a very very long time. Um, but yeah, it's, it'd be difficult to see the. The, the sort of video game industry and even computer games, uh, you know, as they are today, being the same without his import along the way. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a sad loss for for the video game industry. But I mean, obviously, he's not worked in it for for some time. But um, yeah, he's uh, was great, and uh, it's a sad loss, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, right. Some more nerdy stuff now. Um, Valve are advertising for hardware engineers. Now, this is the same Valve who were rumoured to be making a Steam box a month ago, and then three weeks ago said, Whoa, no, we're not making any hardware. No, 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 no. They weren't then. Um, well, no, they, well, no, they're still not. They've not got the engineer. Part, part, party line is they're, they're not interested, but they are now hiring for hardware engineers. So is the Steam box back? Might what else could it be? Exactly. <laughs> They've probably gone Steambox. Great idea. Yeah. The That's probably weren't thinking of it at the time. Somebody's like come up <laughs> with the idea. They've seen this great response and thought, actually, that's a really good idea. Thanks for that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's get making it. I, I really do hope it is, as I said at the time. It genuinely, this will excite me more than a PS4 and an Xbox 720. Reading the uh, requirements of the job, though, I mean, it suggests there's nothing designed because they're looking for like a prototype engineer and someone who's good with all that sort of thing. So it has to be physically designed and built. So maybe they are quite accurate in that it was an idea someone threw about and they they weren't really going to go with it. But it could genuinely be that everyone has just leapt on it now Mm. because. Well, there's a good chance that they've. You know, with them being ins- insiders in the industry, that they've actually got to see what the specs of the PS4 and the next, what is it, the, the Durango, yeah, um, what they're going to be, and they've probably thought, wow, you know, we can make something that'll blow that out of the park yeah. and be really affordable. And let's face it, I mean, Valve don't tend to make too many mistakes. No, and I think if they put their mind to this. Obviously, it's going to be something that's purely for Steam. So, you know, they're, they're going to keep their costs down in that respect. They're not going to have to worry about licenses and all this and all that because they've already got those software bots on board. Um, and if you think about it from the perspective of um, game publishers who don't have to pay commission to publish games on a PC like they do for the PS3 and for the Xbox... Um, they're going to think, see, well, hang on a minute. If this means that there's going to be more of these little numbers in people's homes, um, 
then that's going to be that's going to get all the support from them. They probably want to get more publishers jumping on board to to make their PC games available via Steam. And I really hope that <laughs> I really hope that something's going to come. I soon. I love the sound of it. The only thing that is the nagging fear at the back of my mind is we could end up with. Um, Valve doing this and EA suddenly thinking, oh, hang on, that's yeah, a good idea. Yeah. Let's have an Origin box as well. Yeah. And then suddenly the Valve games are only available on the Steam box and the EA yeah. games are only on the Origin box and Microsoft have the Xbox and the Sony stuff's on the PlayStation. And all of a sudden, if, and you've still got Nintendo fannying around doing whatever Nintendo do. <laughs> and anybody know what they're doing? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no. But you suddenly find yourself in the situation where if you want to play all the top games, you've got five or six bloody consoles sat under your tv and i know you don't have to buy them all but i'm do, a massive yeah. loser i don't want to miss out on this generation's big game of course i've got to buy them all of course you don't want to i do mean you think it would kill sony though i mean they're already on the ropes well interestingly <laughs> someone did say um I, don't, I forget whether it was on the forum or whether i was reading something online that everything steam need for their steam box is already inside the playstation 3 it already works with steam um, if they wanted to knock a prototype out there um they just need to pick up the phone to old kazzy baby and, uh, and get it on there wouldn't it be the ultimate hook if the ps4 came with a full fat steam hell yeah that would be but amazing why, why aren't sony onto this because if they, they're too already, busy not letting Mass Effect multiplayer happen, <laughs> yeah. they've already got the, the the basic framework there that came with Portal Two. Mm. So why don't they just get together with Valve and say, "Look, this is what we want to do, and it'll work for content delivery for games for the PS3." Valve probably don't need it. Valve probably quite. Oh well, no, Valve. Yeah, but it, it, it's it's a mutually beneficial thing because Sony Valve won't have the hardware it. costs. Then will they? Uh, so they, what you like about Sony, they make bloody good hardware. It's bloody yeah. soft, uh, Valve are a software company, so you know they merge together beautifully. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think Valve know they can be... make it cheap, and Sony are going to whack their Sony Premium on it. Then I don't know. I'd rather go where I can set my own price and it be reasonable than let Sony charge an extra three hundred quid. It'd be like going with Apple. You know, you're going to end up with a surcharge on it. That's the other one. Bloody Apple TV yeah. as well. I'm going to have more fucking boxes under my TV than I have rooms I'm in my live. house. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm live as well. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to need more TVs. It's going to be the only solution. <laughs> That'll keep Sony going again. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. what they're counting on. <laughs> um. Right, what else has been happening? Skyrim has now got Connect support. It was actually, I noticed the update is nice. live on Xbox Live now as well. So work, now you can shout your dragon shouts rather than just pressing Oops. a button. On your, yeah, go on, AD, do us a shout. Oh. <laughs> you, were so, you were getting into I one. I was going to and I changed my mind. Um, it's too late. <laughs> um, I am glad I've already finished Skyrim. I just think, you know, <laughs> can we, oh, I don't know. Does anyone I, care? No. Exactly. No, why? Oh. This was originally... Is this just to shout at the bloody thing? Is yeah. this just... Is that it? This was originally part of that, um, like, the tech demo thing that the Skyrim developers did, when at the end of the development cycle for Skyrim, they were all given a week to just go and do something fun with Skyrim. And um, I think we had the video on the website for a little while. Um, and one of the guys just did this. They built in this thing where instead of pressing the button for your shouts, you could actually shout. And obviously Microsoft have leapt all over this and said, ah, connect, connect. Skyrim's now better with connect because you can shout instead of just 
you know, what if he doesn't understand what you say and then your dragon pulls your head off people from Essex and Australians often have trouble with uh, like Siri and things like that because that group of people um, can't speak properly no just accents isn't it um, I've, read, I've, I've read a lot of things voice activated things just don't seem to work if you're Australian or from Essex or if you're really northern so. I'm alright then. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But... Yeah, but hang on. It's like, so you have to say this thing, like, correctly. Fusro da. I mean, I, that's how I would suggest it's said. But I don't know if that's how it is said. So you're in the heat of battle and you can't, you know, you mispronounce it. Fusro da. Yeah. And it, the Kinect basically possible. turns around and tells you to piss off and you end up with your head being pulled off. Mm. I just don't think that's going to go down. I just think it's crap. God, I hate Connect. <laughs> I really do. It's the worst thing ever in my opinion. It's, it's not. just when it's used properly, bloody awful. The action theatre is superb. When it's used properly, one, it's brilliant, one. but it, but it has no business out. being in a game like Skyrim. It's been out for, what, two years? One game. Yeah, I thought the Gunstringer was a good one. That's one where uh, you're controlling a puppet cowboy, which is puppet. quite funny. Yeah, like puppet. The Disney one was good. Um, how, how how many of these games have shown the same degree of interactivity as Milo? Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I come back smarting. to. You wanted that little boy in your TV, didn't All you? The, no, what I wanted was the interactivity that was promised. I also wanted to be able to stand as far away from the Kinect device as the girl was in the demo, which was clearly a lie. How much you able to get as close to the bloody thing as the, that's she what was? I mean. As far as she's walking up to it and giving him a piece of paper, and I can't stand a bloody meter away from mine without having you any. Can't stand, you can't stand bloody seven foot. I was, when I had mine, I was literally pinned against the farthest wall, and that was seven foot away, and it still kept telling me to go back. So that's I why think, I unplugged it and threw it in the wardrobe. I think next week we'll have a connect embargo on the show, just so AD doesn't go on his connect round. <laughs> oh, Give God. people a week off, AD, talking about fucking Milo and Kate. Jesus. <laughs> Everyone knows you don't like it. I would have liked it if it had done what they said it was going to do instead oh. of this cheap-ass, crappy bloody Johnny Five looking thing that's bears talks nah. AD <laughs> his adoption plans because he thought Milo was going to solve all of his issues yeah. six years of adoption trials that he went through again where's my interactivity where's the little thing asking me if I'm okay and that I look a bit sad I look a bit sad because Connect was a lie <laughs> <laughs> oh lady you're just bizarre <laughs> um, on the subject of embargoes, which we were before AD went <laughs> bizarre again, um, we did promise last week not to talk about game this week, but we have some good game news. Um, in that Nintendo have returned to game. Um, Pandora's Tower Limited Edition is available in game. Um, it's the, the first Nintendo. Is there anything else available? It's, in well, game? this is this is the first Nintendo published game um, available since January um, in game. Wow. So they are getting back on the feet. I noticed The Witcher Two is available in game as well. Marvelous. Uh, so it seems that they are getting back on their feet. Which are is they all still good charging fifteen pound more than the yes, next season? They are. What a waste oh. of time. Uh, well, to, for The Witcher, they're nine pound more than Amazon, I think. Yeah, so it's forty-two pound on, on in game. I think so. It's around there. Oh, yeah. They're not learning, are they? Um, they are now accepting gift cards as well. I can't remember if we covered that last week. If you had a gift card with Bloody them, hell. you can now use it. This week's Wii exclusive RPG costs fifty pounds in game. 
Is anyone <laughs> ever going to pay fifty pounds for it's, a Wii game? Are they um, this for real? Is, it's a very limited edition, apparently. Uh, There's very few of them that have been made. So that's more understandable. Yeah. But I'm just going to have a quick look on Amazon while you talk about the next. Fair enough. Um, the next one. This will excite you because you're a nerd. I saw this actually. Yeah, um, Nintendo have registered Super Mario Four domain. But then they punch me in the face by saying it's going to be an annoying 3DS game. Instead of a proper well, Mario. Yeah, we don't really know what it is. Well, it's yeah, a, it's a rumor at the moment. Um, one thing they did identify in the article, I think it was um, on mm. Joystick, was that Super Mario World was subtitled Super Mario 4 in Japan, so it kind of already exists. Ah. So, are they... Super Mario World was my favorite of the Mario games. Mario 3 and Super Mario World were like just another level to the others. So if Mario 3 that, was brutal. If they can capture that game in this Mario 4 slash 5 brilliant if it's going to be more like the old ones or something i don't ones. mind if it's i'd rather it was on the 3ds than on the wii u because mm. the wii u just looks like a massive waste of space oh, and i don't wii u, i don't surely. want reasons to have to go out and buy it whereas i've already got a 3ds i know they had all the mario galaxy and things like that but they only did one wii marios two and a, like 2d one didn't they so are they, well, they that... didn't do any 2d marios on the gamecube or the n64 so that's i suppose they only not... 3d ones so yeah, yeah, yeah it's not it, big it news. bringing it back but it's odd you think they'd have done more mario games other than the galaxy ones hopefully if, if they it's do just on the if it's U, just a proper 2d platform yeah. i want it to be on the 3ds because i think like it'll be work on, yeah. better on there um surely it'd be a fantastic launch title for the wii u though it'd make you me want to get one yeah. straight away and what i'd like them to do is do a few on the wii u i know well, like they said, might go the episodic route like sonic that'd be 4 good. is it yep. yeah yeah I'd like that. Um, just to go back to Pandora's Tower, the uh, special edition for the Wii is thirty-five pound, thirty-five ninety-nine. So oh, then, <clears throat> it's fifteen pound more expensive in game for the normal edition in game. Wow. Oh God! I just want to bang my head up and down on the desk. They just don't know what they are. <laughs> Sorry to depress uh, you, AD, but uh... so it's just ridiculous. It's fifteen bloody quid cheaper to buy yeah. it on Amazon. Who is going to pay 50 quid for it? It's mental. Oh, actually, it is the limited edition that's 50. So it's 50 for the limited edition and 36 for the limited edition on Amazon. So, so it's, it's the same game, same just game. 14 pound more. Yeah. Bloody hell. <laughs> Crazy. And this will cheer you up, though, AD. Um, yes. There's a God of War 4 teaser. Marvellous. Um, there's not the, they're expecting the... Basically, Sony have said there's going to be an official announcement on the 19th of April... The um, the domain for this was um, G O W F A or something, and it's supposedly God of War Facebook announcement or something. Don't you just love it when companies announce announcements? What's well, the they've leaked an announcement, haven't they? <laughs> oh, they've, right. they've given a big clue that it is something to do with God of War. Um, it would be rather splendid if it's a God of War four, and it'd be ra- even more splendid if it's God of War four is out soon. That would be a nice. And what they're going to do with this, and if they're just going to do it the same as they've done with the previous God of Wars, or do you think they're going to add a bit more depth to it? Don't know. God of Wars just wandering around, button mashing, and it. I thought that was the yeah, whole. Yeah, but of I mean, it. there's only so many games you can make of that type of genre, can't you? Before it starts to get a bit tired. I'm just wondering if they'll do a bit of a Dark Siders type thing to it and try and flesh it out a bit more. Don't know. You'll make the uh, the hardcore nerds a bit angry doing stuff like that, won't you? They just want to run around perfecting their combos. Yeah, you can and all still that do that, but I mean, just have a bit more depth. Intra- I mean, yeah, you've got something like Kingdoms of Amalur, which was basically the God of War control scheme, but with a whole RPG tacked onto the side of it. So if God of War 4 comes out just with the same fighting scheme, it's 
going to look a bit empty next to something like Kingdoms of Amalur, I would suggest. Um, but that is exciting stuff. Hopefully, we'll have some more news on that next week. Um, draw something. Yay! It's been out. Oh, it's still only been out two months. Really? It's now had over 50 million downloads. It feels like I've spent more than two months playing this game. Um, I can't believe it's only been in my life two months. But 50 million downloads. My parents came to visit at a weekend along with my sister and brother-in-law. And I showed them the game. And there was a point around my mother-in-law's where there was nine of us sitting there. And my in-laws were the only two people in the room who weren't playing yeah. oh yeah it was the same it was like we exactly all... the same here on easter sunday my Ridiculous. in-laws were around um there was i, I mean my kids were playing it as well because mm. there's a couple of ipads in the room we all had iphones they're basically all six of us were playing draw something just, just with silence. each other it was so, yeah, sat in silence and just playing with each other on draw something it replaced your normal Dictionary, monopoly or suppose, trivial yeah. pursuit or something that we would have mm. been playing replaced um, human interaction i know but, but it it's like, so addictive it is... even my five-year-old daughter loves draw something we sit the kids down on the ipads we're all there on our phones it's it's ridiculous but brilliant when uh, we announced the other week that they'd, uh, zynga had spent all that money on buying omg pop um i thought at the time why all that money but now now it's completely clear why um i can't believe they come up with such a basic idea the app doesn't seem that technical no yet it's just I mean, I've been cursed by everyone in my family for getting them addicted to it now. Cause and even my uh, my mother-in-law has even gone out and got the paid version of it because <laughs> she she had heard um, from whatever strange sources she gets video game information from, <laughs> and I couldn't nail the source down with her. But she had be she had heard that she'd get access to more. Um, more words and more colours by getting the paid version so she upgraded and went and paid the money for it so if they're getting um, women in their 50s to go out and get the paid versions of it they've got that sewn up there. we also they're spent the gadget show million. looking for someone who sold a stylus because you wanted one so oh, you could I really play. want a stylus um, why did you buy it to unlock colours you unlock colours with your yeah, coins yeah but you unlock more words as well ah. You also when you buy it you get 500 coins so you can unlock like a couple of colour packs yeah. plus you get access to a much bigger word library the next thing that they're apparently looking to introduce is allowing users to submit their own words to keep increasing the size of that library. That and if that good. happens, it's going nuts. Because I'm noticing now that I'm starting to get a few repeats yeah. coming up. And it's I only know some words because I've had it five minutes yeah. ago. With I'm, else, uh, yeah. I'm on the paid version now as well. I've, I've succumbed. <laughs> um, Demon Souls is being taken offline with effect from the 31st of May. I still never got around to playing this game. Um, you have to crack on then, won't you? Well, I actually bought it twice as well because I imported oh. it from Japan or Hong Kong or somewhere. Um, I imported it and then never played it. And then when it came out in the UK, I bought it and still never played it because everyone just kept telling me it was too hard. So I just didn't bother and then I sold it. Do they ever release any kind of server kit where you can host it yourself? Because, I mean, I know there's things like Himanchi where you can set up your own server and play games, but do they allow it for games like this? Because, yeah, they're bringing down their servers, but there might still be people who want to do it. As of 31st of May, you can't play it online anymore. I mean, you're not missing huge chunks of the game. From what I can gather, it was just basically having extra people drop in here and there, mm. but you still get the whole RPG experience of it. But You get just, the Black Phantoms, though. I guess not. Oh, that's a ball, eh? Because I bought the Black Phantom edition. <laughs> well, you better get it finished with by the oh, end I've of next month. I've got no chance. <laughs> Make it your priority, mate. Oh. Next week. Do you know, I'll the thing is with something like that is if you didn't know this and you went and bought it on May the 30th, <laughs> you're oh, yeah. going to be really annoyed that, that the functionality is going to be taken away. 
I don't agree with that at all. And it's not been out that long. No, so it officially came out in, in the West 2009, either. I think. Yeah, um, I mean, so it's not... only three years. I mean, it's for a game of that size, you could conceivably still be playing it. Well, well yeah, that, I mean, the whole so point much. is that you could go back in as, you know, um, a bad guy and mess up other people's games. Was, yeah. a, was a hook with it. I mean, people did play through it quite a number of times, so... I don't understand why they're taking the servers down. It mentions North American servers. Is that us as well then? Or? Yeah. Right, I just thought I'd check. Um, Game of Thrones is due out in early June. Um, this one confuses me a little bit in that the series 2, season 2, will have ended by June. So, I mean, I know it's kind of the same thing as Walking Dead. It's kind of it's bringing it out just as the hype for the series dies down i wouldn't say i mean walking dead's due out in a couple of weeks now and i wouldn't say the hype's died down at all for that i think if anything the hype machine for the game started immediately when the series ended and it's still building if you you're a follower of internet news if this was coming out when it was on or like if they'd brought out the day of the finale when i was proper in walking dead hype thinking oh it's ending tonight blah 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 then I'd have probably been inclined to go and get it or think about getting go it. Go and get yourself the comics and hype yourself back up again. But, but the new game... series of The Walking Dead's out in the autumn, though. Yeah. So it's not like they've got a massive wave. This is going to be episodic as well. I was listening mm. to a developer interview um, on a different podcast, which I, can't, I think it was Giant Bombcast, um, listening to an interview with the, uh, the developer um, of The Walking Dead game. And apparently it's going to be episodic, similar style to what the comics are. And that sounds awesome. Um, But yeah, Game of Thrones out in June, which... mm, mm. I like Game of Thrones. I love it. I've just started watching the TV show. I've watched the first three or four and it's not really grabbing me yet. It will do. You're getting Have you seen the first season? No, no, this is what I've just started watching. By the time you finish, you should. I always watch TV shows way after. I I just... I, d- I can't watch stuff week to week. I have to watch it back to back. Give it but, a chance. Because well, um, no, I didn't like it for the first sort of six or seven episodes. So no, why I've are you carrying off. on watching it? Because well, that's what I'm like. And then I got really into it. I did the same with Breaking Bad. Most programs, Heroes, I didn't like for the first ten episodes. And that season was only sort of 15, 20 episodes long, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but That was an awesome series. That, that first season yeah, was. Yeah, that, that first um, season. It went, no, it went it wasn't to shit after good. that. It didn't. I'm not really sure what the point of this game is, <clears throat> because if it's set for the TV, then people who have read the books are already going to know it's more. Apparently, about the a different story. story. So it's all going to well, it's always going to be alongside the books and the series, um, which just seems like it's not really a Game of Thrones story at all, then, is it? If it's got it's no a story set in the Game of Thrones universe, which just means it's not a Game of Thrones story. It's, <laughs> it's just the... silly. But it isn't isn't the actual series a song of fire and ice? Game of Thrones was just the first book. Yeah, well, yeah, that is true. Again, you're right. But um, I just don't see how they can say, "Oh, it's a, a song of fire and ice game," and it's just set down the road from all the story. It's like <laughs> saying, I don't know, it, it, it'd be like saying, "Well, it's like the Star Wars games they make," saying, "Oh, it's a Star Wars game," but it's nothing to do with the bloody. Not, uh, six films. It's, it just yeah, but a bit cheap. ironically though, those have been the best Star Wars games. They're, the ones that have been based on the films have largely been shit. I'm guessing and in a way I've done a bad example because you've got lightsabers <laughs> in that and you've got the Force and everything. Whereas in this, it's just people with swords and dressed in medieval ways. Uh, with the only things that can make it Game of Thrones are the fact that they worship the same gods or that they're in the same cities. But even then, it just how can it be set in the same cities if it's going to be a different story? Surely there'd be things going on. 
if it's a different age, that's even worse. <laughs> that's far more worse than just setting it alongside the story. Uh, I'm I'm very interested to see what it'll be like. I'm officially tasking you with playing that game when it comes out. Yep. That's going to be your job to go and play that game because you're a Game of Thrones nerd. Yep. Um, Lost Planet 3 is coming out in early 2013, and I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. <laughs> Does anyone so, care? Dear Capcom, I would like to say that uh, I do have a more than a passive interest in this. Um, really? Mass Effect, uh, Lost, Lost, Lost Planet 2 was awful, though. The first yes, one was all right. give you the fact that it was a very curious design choice they made with Lost Planet 2. I couldn't really make head and a tail of what I was supposed to be doing and how the actual mechanics of it worked <laughs> in single player. It was like playing a an online game offline, um without actually knowing exactly it was just like to me it was like one big horde mode and <laughs> obviously i was playing it wrong but um the original lost planet i enjoyed i thought that was a good game oh, that was hard it was very yeah, hard it's it hard but from what i'm saying they're supposed to be going back the first more. one was just a, a tech demo of snow on an xbox <laughs> I, I would imagine <laughs> lost, Plan- lost planet 3 will just be sand because sand's the new snow as i said on the website today that that's what it would be it would be lost planet set in the sand instead desert lost planet that will be what it is i imagine but um I, I just couldn't care less i'll probably play it and probably won't like it it'll probably be too hard and it'll probably be broken really excited about that one Marvelous. <laughs> uh, Sonic 4 Episode 2, we now have the release date. It's coming out just over a month's time, 16th of May. Um, and you two can have your little Sonic um, love in. I, um, I can't wait. I'm gonna, I need to get Sonic 4 Episode 1. I have it on my phone. Um, one of our listeners actually got it for her old podcast, and uh, I played it through. And um, I'm going to get it on the Xbox and play it properly, because I didn't really get a good go. It's just going to be coming out on the Vita, because I think that's the only place I'd like to play it. Um, it doesn't say on here it just says playstation network so will that, could that yeah. psn it could very well be one, um, of those yeah. one thing that's releases. really excited me um, i read the other day that they were doing this metal lock on uh dlc for episode two um that will be for people who have sonic one uh, sorry, episode one and episode two on their system um i thought it was going to be just a kind of one featuring metal sonic just kind of there but just reading quickly, I sort of gasped while you were reading the last one because I read that you actually can play as Metal Sonic. It gives an origin story and bridges the gap between Sonic CD and Sonic 4, which to a Sonic nerd like me, I'm just like, oh, that's insanely brilliant. So I uh, don't even know what a Metal Sonic is. Am I the, supposed the to know what that is? second from last boss on Sonic 2. Oh, I never got anywhere near the end Jesus. of those games. I don't Something know. Something wrong with you. But, they were too hard. Couldn't come yeah, that hard. That's so exciting. I mean, Sonic CD, Metal Sonic was in all of that. He was traveling around through the different times but um (laughs) it's just brilliant the fact that they're going to the effort of bridging that gap and considering it all one long story um i wish they'd just delete all the other sonics from history um when they did that sonic 25 year anniversary one and they deleted most of it when i started the disc i thought i'm gonna i'm gonna go to the games i liked and i'm gonna leave the rest deleted in history leave them characters lost in history in time um just stop it at knuckles and leave it at that but yeah this looks brilliant oi Sonic Adventure's awesome. Well, yeah, I'm being a bit harsh, actually. I like them games. It's more the ones since Sonic Adventure. Sonic Adventure 2 onwards, I'd say, because Sonic Adventure was good, but I didn't really like Sonic Adventure 2. Adventure 2, I've been playing a little bit of that today. I enjoy it, but by Christ, it's fast. I think that's part of the problem. But that's it, I felt like... It's one of the fastest Sonic games I've ever played, and I didn't think it'd get much faster than Sonic Generations, but Christ, when he's... The very first level, and you... <laughs> 
you're on that like hoverboard thing. If I was reviewing that game now, I'd just say you hold up and every now and again you press jump. Yeah. That's how you play Sonic Adventure 2. It is ridiculous. I mean, the story was quite good. I like the story. It is just holding down forward and pressing jump a lot. And yeah. that's why I'd criticise it. Having but, the odd seizure as well. <laughs> yeah. So if they, if they are going to disregard them and they're only considering the Sonic 1 to Sonic 4, Episode 2, all one story, that's fantastic. And we can move on. Awesome. Um, some release date news. Resident Evil 6 has been brought forward to the 2nd of October. It was previously in November. And so it looks like they're trying to avoid some of the silly season a little bit, yeah, yeah. Um, which is all good stuff. Um, to scupper their plan, there's rumours that Grand Theft Auto 5 is also going to launch in October, <laughs> um, which will ruin the lives of everyone who was planning to put out a game in October. Um, this has apparently come from the CV of a guy who worked on development of the game and actually has on his CV, which has now disappeared off the internet, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 5 and in brackets October 2012. Um, so I don't know how reliable this is. It would surprise me for Rockstar to go and do this when they previously had quite a good track record of taking advantage of the springtime with Red Dead and L.A. Noir and GTA 4 all coming out around about Easter time. Um, it would surprise me if they went and lumped this in a month that's already got Resident Evil 6, Bioshock Infinite, Borderlands 2, no doubt FIFA, Modern Warfare, or whatever. Well, I was going to say, can we assume from that that the next Call of Duty game is coming out in November, considering yes. Resident Evil 6 has moved? I think that's a fair <laughs> assumption to make. They should all just uh, have a competition once a year, decide what month. They should all just be sat down, play Mario Kart, first place gets whatever month they want, and work it all down to 12th place. They should just grow a brain and realise that ultimately it doesn't make a sodding bit of difference. <laughs> The only time it makes a difference is when everybody releases everything in the same six-week period. Now, interestingly, with all these upcoming releases, there's been a survey done online um, by Nielsen, who apparently do surveys. Um, And interestingly... They control TV and everything. Oh, who gives a fuck? Um, (laughs) Assassin's Creed 3 has been named as the most anticipated game of the year, which is a bit of a surprise for me with everything that's coming out. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd go along with that. I think that the storyline is awesome. Mm. Let's hope they get the bloody ending to this one right. (laughs) Jesus Christ. The thing is, for me, this is a bigger and more important story than Mass Effect was. As much as I loved Mass Effect... Um, Assassin's Creed, the very first game, I thought the game was... But the story and the way that game ended hooked me into the end of the series. There was no way I was getting away from it. I know I always refer to it, but you won't enjoy it as much as you think you will with the ending. That's just fact, and that's a fact of life. It's the conspiracy theorists that that get into these type of games as well, because it's all the 2012 and, Mm. you know, the the Illuminati and the New World Order and all that thing. It has to end, don't it? Yeah, if they... If they stuff it up, you're going to have the conspiracy theorists chasing them around the yeah. internet, as well as the irate gamers. It's just going to be an absolute nightmare. I just don't think they should release it at all, because I can see what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so the best game of all time, and we have now finished the first round of the competition. Hooray! God for that. 
Oh, <laughs> shut up, Mr. Negative. You're very, yeah. I know. Well, he's had a proper bitch about it on the forum this week. He's had a grumpy old man. It's only been going eight weeks. Shut yeah. your mouth. <laughs> ah, shut up. Um, so, <laughs> the first round results. We had Super Mario Galaxy beat Rock Band 2. Which, ah, uh, rubbish. Should have been the other way around. Just a travesty. Um, Syndicate beat Mega Man 2. Landslide. Um, Grand Theft Auto 3 beat Ocarina of Time and Mass Effect 2. And Mass Effect 2 was second in that one as well. So Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, only finishing third. Um, Often cited as the best game. Yeah, very well, well. So that's been proven to be incorrect and has been oiked out the competition um, with Grand Theft Auto 3 going through. And then the last tie of that round was a draw, and that was Final Fantasy VI and Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. So they'll both go through to the next Ooh. round. Right, I'm sorry, I smell a rat here. Because at one point, Wind Waker was miles ahead, and I think Steve's discovered some way of repeatedly voting. <laughs> no, because who on earth else is voting for Final Fantasy VI? Well, there's people on our forum now with Final Fantasy usernames. There's people who voted for you... mentioned it and talk about it, and people um, who have played. Can a lot I just of correct games. you? If it's a Final Fantasy username, it's actually described as a loser name. Yeah, that's that's how you phrase but, um, it. But how many people voted for Final Fantasy VI? Same amount know. of people yeah. that voted for Windwalker. No, I don't know the I don't know the numbers. No, I, I don't even in front of me. Ten, twelve, maybe. There's not that many Final Fantasy VI fans in the world, so clearly <laughs> something was done wrong there. Final Fantasy VI was uh, one of the best games of the, on the SNES. I don't care. It was. It's a fact. <laughs> that was like. They massively peaked, so then they spent so but on the success of that they spent so much money on the next one and made it one of the most like advanced games of its time. And so that game that's already been knocked out. Yeah. <laughs> so I smell a rat here. I'm just At one point, the Wind Waker was about no, three I million swear, points I ahead. Anything I'm hand. surprised to see that Wind Waker is the last surviving Zelda game. Yeah. I wouldn't have put it in the top three of Zelda games if I Plus, had to do it. It shows a difference of opinions. I'm surprised that uh, a Zelda game managed to draw with a Final Fantasy what game. What happened to Majora's Mask? I don't think that even made it through the preliminaries round, preliminary rounds. Unbelievable. Zelda oh. games are frustrating. We say it, I say it every week. Final yeah. Fantasy games are just like they're a cure for bloody insomnia. <laughs> I'll move two that. steps, random encounter. Move two steps, random encounter. Move two steps, random encounter. That's all it is. So, we're on to the final 32. <laughs> um, so, we've got all sorts of exciting matches this week. We've got Half-Life versus Syndicate. I hate you. You, you <laughs> fix this. <laughs> and um, you fix the next one. I, th- I think I, I, I voted Half-Life on that one. I thought that. I, I, did, I did, actually, because I've spent most time, more hours playing it. Yep. But uh, the next one is another bad one as well. Gran Turismo against Batman Arkham Asylum. Again, oh. that was easy for me. Batman. Simple. I'll go Batman. I love Gran Turismo, but I do have to do Batman. I think that the fact is that the problem is Gran Turismo, there's been better racing games since then, even though it was sort of the prototype of the more sort of serious type racing game. I've only played the start of Batman Arkham Asylum, but I still want to vote that. I don't see how you could vote for that because I lent you that and you've had it for over a year. I only did the start of it. (laughs) (laughs) But Gran Turismo, I mean, it's, it's a good it was a very good racing game, but I just don't see how it could beat Batman Arkham Asylum. I the just game can't. that you enjoyed so much that you played 20 it minutes in a year. To do. <laughs> it wasn't anything to do with the game. It was the fact that it just didn't, genuinely didn't have time. You understand that during that year that you had it, you had six months <laughs> off uni where you had nothing to do in your life yeah. at all. And you couldn't find more than 20 minutes to play Batman, yet you're still going to vote for it. 
Shows, how, uh... shows how good Arkham Asylum must be then. Uh, shows how good Gran Turismo must be. <laughs> yeah. um, next one. Super Mario Kart versus Metal Gear Solid 3 versus The Sims 3. Mario Kart. AD's going to be long. so happy here because there's not yet been a vote for The Sims 3 in this round. I think that's fantastic. And my plan of, of making sure that I immobilise that vote button for The Sims 3 has clearly <laughs> worked. <laughs> um, I voted Mario Kart. That was yeah, fairly easy. Simple. Yeah, I went with Mario Kart on this one. Metal Gear Solid 3 wasn't my favourite of the Metal Gear games, but uh, yeah, I went with Super Mario Kart against... uh, and the and the and the last one for this week is Skyrim against Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. And again, pretty simple Skyrim. Not a lot of decision involved there. Yeah, Skyrim for me as well. There's been a bit of GTA uh, San Andreas love on the forum, but I don't personally. I didn't even think it was the best Grand Theft Auto. I thought Vice City was the best one. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Oh, I think Vice City's the best one, full stop. I don't think there's been a better Grand Theft Auto than Vice City. I'll wait until Five's been out. Well, that wouldn't change my statement. <laughs> As it stands now, Wadey, there, there hasn't been a better one than Vice City. There might be a better one in the future. Yeah. <laughs> when Grand Theft Auto 19 comes out, yeah. you're like, ha, you were wrong. Oh, egg on my face, eh? Yeah. Um... And yeah, so get on the forum, get voting. That's all at maturegamerpodcast.com slash forum. Um, and get over there and get your votes in. Also on the forum this week, we've got our Gadget Show Live swag bag giveaway. Because me and Steve were basically touring around the Gadget Show earlier this week, throwing our we're from the internet line at anything that moved, and just basically collecting freebies. Um, and we got a load of stuff, didn't we? I think we ended up with seven T-shirts, four lanyards, which is impressive. I was like a lanyard um, thief. A, a bag of Tangfastics. Um, <laughs> you mean to say that I spent a whole pound on a bag of Tangfastics yesterday and you had them here? You well, had a bag here? Uh, oh. Excuse me, we have our policy that yeah. any freebies we're given get given away to our beautiful well, that's listeners. A pound down the drain. So I these Tangfastics are getting given away. Um, and a load of other crap as well that I just basically want to get out of my house. Um, so we've split it into three piles of awesome. Um, we're going to give away one each week. Basically, what we're going to do and what we've done this week, we'll start a thread in the podcast section of the forum, um, just saying if you want to be in the draw, put your name in this thread. I think we had 21 people this week, was it? Something like that. Um, who posted in that thread. So we've got random.org up on screen now to give us a random number between 1 and 21. Uh, that number was six, and Steve is now magically going to look up who the sixth person to post in that thread was. Right, not including me and Kev. Obviously. Well, I don't know if I was number six, Steve. <laughs> no. Right. I don't number mind. One. Could do with a few T-shirts. Number two. Jesus, he's taking number his time. Three. <laughs> number three. How long does it take to count? Number six is Jamie from Oakham. Well, Jamie from Oakham. He's only down the road. I'm going to drive it to him and deliver it to him. Save me on the postage. Assuming um, it's not Oakham, Canada or something. <laughs> well, if it is, he ain't one, because I ain't posting the damn thing to Canada. Um, but yeah, Jamie, if you want to um, send us a PM on the forum, let us know your address. We'll get this um, sack of crap sent over to you. Congratulations, you you win sack a load of crap. <laughs> Congratulations, you win a load of stuff we didn't want to keep. Aren't you happy? <laughs> You're the worst game show host ever. <laughs> I know. Show. I'm giving these people a load of T-shirts that I could conceivably. Not exactly, Bruce fucking Forsyth, are you? Good didn't God. have to tell anyone that these T-shirts existed. I could have just brought them home with me, swanning around. I'd have had. Well, stop saying the crap. I had a crappy games T-shirt for every. <laughs> 
<laughs> if I'd have kept these t-shirts for myself, I'd have had free Spec Ops the Line t-shirts. You were saying you wanted to get rid of the crap. Just well, be honest, because they won't fit. That's what it is. Hey, there's a couple of double XLs in there, I think. Or That's what I mean, they won't fit. So, this is the problem. The bloke said to me, oh, do you want a couple of T-shirts? And I said, well, yeah, if you've got a double XL one. And he said, I'll give you two, I'll give you two XL ones. Like, That's not the same principle. <laughs> I can't just wear one each. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Um, also, also on the uh, on the forum meetups and whatnot, and uh, we've actually set up a meetups sub forum now because there's so much stuff going on. Obviously, we had the gadget show that's just happened. We've still got Eurogamer Expo, which we're planning for um, September. We're all going to be there on the Sunday. I think you still can buy tickets. I'm told that's now the only day you can still buy tickets for. So get your tickets fast one, if you're planning on uh, planning on coming along and obviously getting involved our knees up on the Saturday night. Um, as we've also said in October, we've got Play Expo in Manchester, which I think is about the 14th of October. We're going to be there as well. Hopefully doing a live show from there and also we're going to be at insomnia 45 um in a few weeks i think that's may the 4th rings a bell um i don't know if any of you guys are going to be there because it's not really the sort of thing we've normally talked about on the show but they've offered us a chance to do a, a live show from there and just basically mull around it's basically a big land party so if any of you lot are going to be there let us know and come and say hello we might have you on the show and me and Steve are just basically going to go learn about PC gaming, I guess. Mm, and um, Looking forward to it. Yeah, just swan around finding out what goes on at a LAN party. 4th to the 7th of May, that is. There we go. And that's in Telford, is it? Yeah, something So like if that. you're going to be there, let us know and um, you can buy Steve a beer. It's the UK's biggest gaming festival, apparently. That told me. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can. We are MGUK Podcast, or I am at Lolujo. I'm at RB6K, and these two clowns have told me earlier they're more than double ahead of me in followers, so don't follow them. Follow me, please. I'm at A1DY74. And um, I would like extra followers ahead of AD because he's currently 26 followers ahead of me, and I don't think that's right, so I would like extra followers, please, as well. Well, if I... you want somebody who's going to tweet interesting things and make you laugh, then you follow, follow me. me. You don't follow anybody else, so there you go. Um it would also be lovely if you carried on getting the iTunes reviews coming into us. Again, there's been loads this week. We've been on the front page of iTunes all week. It's super awesome. Thank you very much for that. And um, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Mature Gamer Podcast, or you can email us at show at maturegamerpodcast.com. Um, and that's that for this week. We're all done. Exactly. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye. It's a bit excessive, AD. <laughs> Fucking hell, I can't be right for that. <laughs>